1: And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano.
0: Friday, June 26th, and good morning, Kathy. Good
2: morning. In the news this morning, southeastern Pennsylvania is moving to the green phase of Governor Tom Wolf's COVID-19 reopening plan today. Bucks, Chester, Delaware, Montgomery, and Philadelphia, and many other counties met the criteria to move to green, but officials in the city of Philadelphia say that they will be keeping some restrictions in place for another week. Philadelphia won't officially move to green until next Friday, July 3rd, and there Will be some differences between what green looks like in the city and its surrounding surrounding suburban counties.
3: (laughs) So aqua, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, a little off green.
2: (laughs) A little different color. Uh, The following activities can reopen today, June 26th, in the city of Philadelphia uh, residential swimming pools and private swim clubs, zoos outside only, salons, barbers, and spas, uh, small indoor social and religious gatherings up to 25 people now next friday july 3rd the city of philadelphia will then allow indoor dining indoor shopping malls gyms and indoor exercise outdoor group sports what about indoor zoos and and well i don't know maybe like you know the reptilers reptiles are indoors yeah yeah of course (laughs) maybe possibly um, so here's what the green phase looks like for the rest of the counties. Uh, continued telework is strongly encouraged businesses with in-person operation must follow updated business and building safety requirements. All businesses operating at 50% occupancy in occupancy in the yellow phase can now move to 75%. Child care may open complying with guidance, obviously uh, prison and hospital restrictions determined by indiv- individual facilities, congregate care restrictions in place, and then schools subject to CDC and Commonwealth guidance. Uh, as far as the social distancing restrictions, large gatherings of more than 250 people are still prohibited. Uh, masks, obviously, you must still wear when entering a business.
3: Preston, you live near the prison. Uh, since the outbreak of the pandemic, have they been Zooming their incarceration or are they there? Yeah, they
0: okay. uh, they just kind of check in. <laughs> They're on premises yeah. Well, they, they are doing... I,
4: they um my my cousin's a judge and and so he um he's doing all his like stuff by Zoom right now. Yeah. Oh, so I have cases. Yeah. I have um
2: a cousin who uh is she's going through she has to go through the court system um and they have told her because of the nature of her case they're not allowing her to do Zoom so they they've actually okay. just continued it until they can get her in person in front of the judge. Jesus, if
3: I was able to Zoom my case, I would just grab clips from Perry Mason. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Just (laughs) use whatever case you were dealing with. There's always an episode that deals with that. He, He won every case.
2: All right, so uh, we'll continue with the social restrictions. So restaurants and bars can open at 50% occupancy. Personal care services, including hair salons, uh, open at 50%, but by appointment only, no walk-ups. Indoor recreation, health and wellness facilities can open, as well as personal care services open at 50%. Uh, and they're saying that appointments are strongly encouraged there as well. All ent- entertainment, such as casinos, theaters, and shopping malls, open at 50%. And then construction activity may return to full capacity with continued implementation of protocol. So we move to the green phase, but even as uh, more counties in Pennsylvania are moving to the green phase, Pennsylvania is seeing an uptick in the number of confirmed new cases of COVID-19 more than three months after the pandemic first began to spread in the state. The health department said Thursday there were 579 new positive cases and 39 deaths. So if this doesn't confuse you, I don't know what will. The state's caseload was steadily falling, but more recently it plateaued and now appears to be inching upward. The agency said nearly 84,000 Pennsylvanians have been confirmed to have the disease. There have been 6,557 deaths. The number of infections is thought to be far higher than the state's confirmed case count because many people have not been tested, and studies suggest that people can be infected without feeling sick.
3: I think the takeaway is there's every reason to be encouraged because we're all going to be dead soon.
2: (laughs) yeah, right. So, so, so that's fine.
3: (laughs) I'm still staying home.
2: (laughs) The nation's top public health agency on Thursday revamped its list of which Americans are at higher risk for severe COVID-19 illness, adding pregnant women and removing age alone as a factor. Just days before it was set to go into effect, Delaware's governor, John Carney, announced that the state is delaying the next step of reopening. Phase three of the reopening plan was... Set to begin on Monday, June 29th, but in a statement issued Thursday afternoon, Carney said his administration is issuing the delay so that we can get a better handle on what's going on in Delaware and around the country. One of the big concerns, many people do not appear to be taking the threat of COVID-19 seriously. Too many Delawareans and visitors are not following basic public health precautions. We've heard and seen concerns, especially in our beach communities, in restaurants, in gyms and at sporting events, Carney said. A new date for the start of phase three has not been determined today. Uh, We held a COVID-19 testing event in Rehoboth Beach. Results of the event should help us determine infection rates in our coastal communities. We'll be monitoring this data as well as compliance with public health requirements like wearing masks and social distancing as we make a determination about when phase three should begin, Carney said. Anyone with a question about COVID-19, whether it's related to medical or social service needs, should call Delaware's 211. In sports this morning... (laughs) Yeah. NASCAR released an image of the noose found in driver Bubba Wallace's garage at Talladega Speedway. A crew member of Wallace's racing team spotted the noose over the weekend and reported it, but an FBI investigation found that the rope had been in the garage since 2019. NASCAR completed its own investigation into the incident, finding that across 1,684 garage stalls, 11 had pulled down ropes tied in a knot and one tied in a noose, the number 43 garage that Wallace used. NASCAR President Steve Felt said, upon learning of And seeing the noose, our initial reaction was to protect our driver. We're living in a highly charged and emotional time. What we saw was a symbol of hate and was only present in one area of the garage. And that was the number 43 car of Bubba Wallace. Vince Carter confirmed that he retired from the NBA, ending his 22-year career. The 43-year-old announced his retirement, saying he is officially done playing basketball professionally. When he signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Hawks last year, Carter said that 2020 would be his final season in the NBA. The league announced earlier this month that it would resume its season with 22 teams in Disney World in July, but the Hawks, who have the league's fourth-worst record, are among the eight teams not included in the NBA's restart, meaning Carter's season and career ended in March. And finally, the San Francisco Giants are doing their part to ensure their fans' presence will be felt when baseball returns next month. In a letter to season ticket holders, the Giants announced that the games will be played without fans due to the pandemic, but the teams will allow season ticket holders to send an image of themselves to be placed onto a cutout that will be displayed in the stands during the home games. Calling it the Giants fan cutout program, the team said the cutouts will be an opportunity for fans to be at home games even when they're not there. The cutouts will be made of weatherproof material and will be placed as close to the season ticket holder's as possible according to the team and that's what i have for you this morning all
0: right thank you very much kathy we are on the cusp of a weekend we do things on fridays like give away our word of the week prize which is wonderful we have uh, 20 digital movies and that'll be at the end of the show today uh we also have a couple of guests on the program which we're excited about um number one show on netflix in the country right now is the floor is lava
5: <laughs> i watched, watched it, it. Yeah,
0: uh, with my family the other day, we love it. It is a lot of fun. It's uh, Wipeout meets uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple yeah. Me- meets Double Dare meets all that, and uh, they they
3: do a really cool thing, Preston, that I think you'll probably appreciate. We can talk about it later on, but there's just a little editing trick they do that makes the show really rock. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So we're going to talk to the development. She is the VP
0: of development uh for Haymaker, which is who created the Floor is Lava Netflix and she's Netflix and she's from Philadelphia. It's Megan McGrath. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about how this game ca- this show came about and everything. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's a lot of fun. If you just want to check out and, and uh see something that has nothing to do with anything other than what you probably did as a kid But now people as adults are
3: doing it. And critics, the critics, even the most, you know, austere, snooty critics are loving it because it's just so simple and so standard. just fun. Yeah, it's fun.
0: So uh, we're going to talk to Megan a little bit after 8 o'clock. And one of our favorite guests is going to be on this morning, Derek Pitts, the chief astronomer of the Franklin Institute. I prepared my questions. You
3: did? Because, you know, you did. There's so many things I should have asked him. I should have asked him. Yeah. I should have asked him. Yeah. Because he knows the answers. He
0: does. We love talking to him. So uh, we have my new character, the space cowboy yesterday. Yes. Today, so well, maybe
3: he'll commission you.
0: This is the <laughs> perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. We'll You're see.
3: a fine little cowboy.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a good little star and everything. <laughs> All right. So uh, Derek Pitts is going to join us around nine o'clock. So we're going to have a good time, man. It's Friday, yeah. and the theme is no sad bro. There's no sad Play bro it. on Play Fridays. It. So, I don't know. Do we have no nope it? bro? <laughs> it's Friday. That's exactly it. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. So, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Bunch of stories from the entertainment world to pass along to you and uh, giveaways with a stupid question, too. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them,
6: too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly.
0: Stephen Singer jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Stephen Singer is there for you. I hate Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. To the stupid question this morning, we're going to give away a fandango now promo code to see the film Irresistible. The question I have for you is what body of water, the surface of what body of water is lower. Than the surface of any other lake, sea, or ocean on Earth. 215 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. This surface of uh, this body of water surface is lower than the surface of any other lake, sea, or ocean on Earth. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. It is Friday, June 26th. Sean Hayes of Will and Grace fame and many other things as well is uh, celebrating his fiftieth birthday today.
3: Super talented guy, and uh, he and his—I think it's his husband—I think—have a production company, and they did, um, they did a show called Grimm, which I loved, uh, like a horror
0: show, which was yeah. great. Uh, yeah, he's a super talented guy. So, a big birthday for him today, fifty. Uh, we have a couple of those, actually. It's also Chris Isaac's birthday today. He is 64. Wicked Game was his biggest uh, yeah. musical hit. But he's just, uh, he's, he's he's an actor as well. He's in That Thing You Do. He's in uh, a bunch of movies. He's also in
3: Twin Peaks. Fi- is, he, is he in Twin
0: Peaks? No. I it, thought he was in Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Friday, well, or he
3: me. did music for Twin Peaks. Yeah, something, something like that.
0: He wasn't involved I there. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. Uh, but uh, he's pretty awesome. So he's turned 64 today. Derek Jeter. <laughs> Uh, is 46. I, I, I reluctantly like Derek Jeter. Yeah. You know, I
7: don't really care for the Yankees, but uh, it's pretty hard to argue with a guy's talent and ability. Yeah. And uh, he was with one team his whole career. And now he's, I believe, the president or, or, or yeah.
3: minority owner of the Marlins, of the Florida Marlins.
6: Okay.
7: He, he is law. he is
3: very much likable. And yeah. he's got one of those, his wife is one of the most beautiful women on earth. He yeah. hit
2: on my cousin in Miami. <laughs> she really? Was a, yeah, she was like a, a um, bottle service uh, at a club when she was younger. And uh, he came in and hit on her.
0: That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Badge
7: of yeah. honor. Yeah.
0: Uh, so he's, uh, he is six, uh, 46. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Here's the other 50, uh, birth, 50th birthday today. Uh, and he goes back to Scent of a Woman. Yes. And um, uh, he was a good Robin. <laughs> I played Robin in Batman forever. He was on Grey's Anatomy. NCIS Los Angeles <laughs> is where he is now. One of those 15 shows. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, he's 50 today. Patty Smythe, the lead singer of the band Scandal. And uh, wife of John McEnroe, didn't you uh, yell something to her on stage? I did. And I she, remember that. Story. She responded to it nicely. Actually, she was uh, she was kind of integral in my radio career because I was working uh, as Kenny Knight yes, in uh, in Jefferson City, Missouri. And it was when her song came out that uh, that duet with uh, Don Henley, love sometimes yes. love just ain't enough. And so they were doing a, a party for the release of this. I was invited to it in St. Louis, and I met a program director who eventually gave me my first job in a big market in St. Louis. Huh. And so I met him at that event. And yeah, and at the concert, I had front row seats. It was, she was opening for Rod Stewart. And uh, I, I
3: yelled up, oh, "You look beautiful!" And she's like, "Well, thank you." And I was like, "Hey, hey,
5: that's a good piece fun. of advice.
3: I, always make sure you, at some point, meet Patty Smythe. Please do. Yeah. Uh, it'll move your career along." Uh, but I always had a crush on
0: her, so that's why I said that. Uh, so she is 63 today. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, he's awesome. Yeah, um, we had him on one time for an yeah. interview. And we got cut off in the interview, and he called us back. Yeah. Because uh, he was... And and we spent, like, another full 10 minutes talking to him. He was great. He celebrates his 40th birthday today. When we had him
4: in studio, uh, he went from here to do um, Fox Good Day. Yeah. And then they had him... Was that... That's where they had him doing the traffic map. With Michael
3: Sierra, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that was
0: hilarious when the bus
3: came pulling uh-huh. up it yes. was really funny
4: it was a
0: graphic of a bus pulling up and <laughs> pretended like they got hit by the bus i've said this before but
7: he's one of those guys when he asks how are you he means it yeah so he wants to know how you're how you're doing he seems like a
0: really great guy he's uh 40 years old today and he's um Tally Shire's to- yes. daughter yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man he pulled that off uh tell shire's son yeah yeah mm. uh, and he's you were gonna say married to somebody uh, I forget who. I, I I
3: remembered who he was married to, and now I forgot. Okay. But he's
0: also a drummer in a band. He is. Uh, Phantom Planet.
3: Ba- Phantom Planet?
0: Okay. Uh, so he's 40 today. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, the director, uh, who definitely has his own style, man.
3: His style is very much inspired by Martin Scorsese, who he worships. Uh, movies like Magnolia yeah. and Boogie Nights
0: and There Will Be Blood and Punch Drunk Love. Uh, and another 50th birthday today, so the big five zero for him. Uh, Mick Jones, singer and guitarist of mm. The Clash and Big Audio Dynamite, which I, this is. I love Big Audio Dynamite. Uh, this is the only song I know by them. They have some yeah, other good too. stuff.
3: Yeah. I've seen him in concert a couple of times. Uh, so he turned 65 today.
4: So, Nick, you and I graduated uh, high school in uh, the same year. And this, for some reason, was like our class anthem. Every single time we had some sort of like assembly or whatever. This was the song that we played. You know, when, uh,
7: uh, what movie it's in uh, featured prominently is um Sorry Married an Axe Murderer, which came out when, when we graduated. Okay. So maybe that has something to do with it.
0: It was a huge hit at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, so he turned 65 today. Uh, Nick Offerman from uh, Parks and Recreation. Love him. Uh, husband of Megan
3: Mullally, mm-hmm. And he's also 50 years oh. old today. So yes. they're running uh, Parks and Rec constantly now. I guess it's on... It's on four different yeah, platforms. You can't, and, and it is a great show yeah. if you've finished your run with uh, The Office and are looking for something with a another great ensemble, that's a show to look into. Uh, by
0: the way, Aubrey Plaza has her birthday, too. Oh, yeah. She's on Parks and Recreation. Uh, I, you, she's 36 today. She is.
3: Um, and she's been in a few movies where she's turned on the sex appeal. She's she can do that. She can do that. Yeah. She's from Delaware, right? Yeah, she grew up in Wilmington. Yeah. Wow.
4: uh whenever it, this happens a lot where we have people who share the same birthday who were like cast members on yeah, something yeah. and I always go oh, I wonder if they ever like celebrated together like if they were on set and they I don't know why I'm like I go into like <laughs> little kid so- mode. Oh, I wonder if <laughs>
0: Well, then, Casey, your head's going to spin on this one. Oh, because... no, no, no. Don't do this to oh.
4: me. Don't do it to me.
0: Jeanette McCurdy and Ariana Grande used to be on a show called Sam and Cat. Yeah. And they both have their birthday today. Oh,
4: my God. <laughs> wow. That's like Michael Gross and the other chick from Family Ties.
0: Meredith Baxter-Bernie. Yes. Yes. No, only those two are the exact same age. These guys are a year apart. Oh. But
3: it's a lot like that. Was she the one still. outside of Ariana Grande, the other one you mentioned, was she the one who... Uh, she used what, to be on iCarly. Right. And she played kind of the tough gal on that show. And then she was dating some sort of uh,
0: some NBA star. Or well, he, an, an NBA player, and I forgot who it was, had uh, kind of reached out to her, said something on Instagram or, or Twitter. I've forgotten which social media platform it was, how he thought she was really cute. And they ended up dating briefly. That's how uh, I met my but,
3: NBA boyfriend. Really? Yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, she, uh, she kind of blossomed, uh, Jeanette McCurdy. And Ariana Grande... Who played a complete ding bet <laughs> on that show and Victorious? Yeah. She was kind of getting typecast as. Right. That, and of right. course, she broke out as a huge, uh, you know, pop
3: singing princess. Can I uh, here
1: admit right now that
3: I find this song a guilty pleasure? I, I love this dead.
5: song. I was under your spell. <laughs> I was her.
3: Uh, She's
0: got the pipes, no question. Absolutely, man. She's, she's got the real deal voice.
5: Die, die,
0: never by the hands Of a broken heart
6: <laughs> Yeah, Casey's got <your> a daughter
0: <laughs> or, it yeah, is I
3: like, or it's on my iPod right now <laughs> I sing, Casey, I sing Incredibly profane yeah. At this point, <laughs> <The> <laughs> profane lyrics I'll tell I you, to you off air This
4: is The pot will break free. I can't resist it. No drums. Uh, 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 uh.
0: Here, I'm giving it the the dubstep. (laughs) Let me back that up. If I play the volume, I give it like the the dubstep. I hate that, by the so way. No, yeah, I hate It yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of makes me nauseous.
2: Did, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say <laughs> that. Like, dizzy. You've ever
0: been where they've really got it cranked yeah. up in a club and you're like, ah, I'm going to puke. I'll be outside.
3: <laughs> it's okay. I have a nice piece of fruit in a handkerchief.
0: Oh, God. All right. So. That's
4: not the only song on that album that I love, though. The the track that she does with Iggy, man. Okay. But you that's know. the only one I love. Okay. Well, then let's move on. <laughs> What's the track that she does with Iggy? Come on, Problem.
3: Come on. Come on, dude.
0: Everybody
3: me. I wonder if he has a birthday with anyone else.
4: <laughs> she does with... Uh, Talking
0: about Jim Iggy or- Azalea? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jeanette McCurdy's 28 and Ariana Grande's 27. And then the last birthday I saw is Colin Greenwood. He plays bass for Radiohead. He's 51. Whoa. He's one off. A lot of 50s. The other uh, 50 years old uh, celebrants today. All right. Um, we're going to see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. I have a nice piece for... <laughs> All right. The question is: uh, What surface of what body of water surface is lower than any the surface of any other lake, sea, or ocean on Earth? Two one five two six three, WMMR. Let's go to Natasha, please. Hey, Natasha. Hi.
8: How are you? Good morning.
0: Wonderful. Good morning to you. So, what body of water do we speak of? Is lower than the surface of any other body of water? Uh, the Dead Sea. It is the Dead Sea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hang on, Natasha. <laughs> We're going to set her up with a Fandango now promo code to see "Irresistible," written and directed by John Stewart and starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. And it's available on demand today from Focused Features. By the way, it is uh, the surface of the Dead Sea is over a quarter of a mile below sea level.
3: Huh? Is that so, wild? Yep, it is pretty wild and uh, very uh, high, The highest saline uh, concentration of any. Body I believe water so. Yeah, you yeah. can float. Yeah, you can float. Every... yeah. All right, let's uh, get into some of the.
0: Uh, entertainment stories. We're going to start with this thing about Ron Jeremy. Ginger Banks, a porn actress who went public with sexual assault ac- accusations against Ron Jeremy in 2016, uh, says at least 50 other women have been assaulted as well. In 2017, she previously said that Ron Jeremy had groped her at AVN Awards in 2016 and in a new report she tells the son that she feels vindicated by the charges that the 67-year-old is finally facing. On Tuesday, he was charged with Raping three women and assaulting another, uh, she tells the son of other alleged attacks. She said sometimes girls would be bent over on porn sets and he'd just penetrate them. Uh, mm. The groping is a is a very, very similar story. It honestly seems to me that if you met Ron Jeremy and he didn't inappropriately touch you, you're almost in the minority. Uh, she adds, I feel completely vindicated in the sense that so many people have al- always defended him. I've been uh, talked about in a negative light by certain people who still defend him. His fans. I still get a lot of hate for that stuff. She said.
3: So, what's has he had a, a, a formal response to all of this stuff?
0: Uh, his lawyer says that he's innocent. Uh, so I haven't seen an official. <laughs> could you could you yeah. pad that out a little bit? I, that's all yeah. that I've seen. So another accuser who goes by the name of Miss Lollipop uh, tells the son, "This is no secret. We've been shouting about him since 2016." The response is always. Some variation of apathy, or what do you expect? Uh, so he will be arraigned today. Uh,
3: he's be- being held on six point six million dollars bail. That's a lot of charges against yeah. him. And and one of the the porn stars was explaining. You know, they they show up, they're doing a job. It's not yeah. like uh, it's not, hey, sure you want to violate me? Sure, they're there for they're doing their specific job, their specific reason for being there. Yeah, and it's not a human buffet, which is basically. What she was saying, he was approaching it as. I think there's probably different levels of that in that industry. There
0: probably is, but and and he's of the superstar level. You know what I mean? So he's going to work
3: at that level, I guess. Or I I don't know, man. I mean, he. I listen. He's a horrible looking person. We've had him on the show, and he was actually good and engaging. Uh, A couple times, you know. Disheveled. Mm-hmm. But uh um, well, we'll and see very, what happens.
2: Very gross looking.
3: Very gross looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see where this goes. That's why they call him the hedgehog. Uh
0: Caitlin Jenner popped up on Instagram with a new pal, surprising many by the sheer randomness. And it seems that she and the bachelors Peter Weber. What? And what his that? brother Jack and Dad, Peter Sr. are all golf fanatics. Oh. And they took to the green, and Caitlin, who is 70, and Peter Sr., appeared to have emerged victorious. Uh, I understand she's a great golfer. You know who's really good friends uh, is Craig Shoemaker. That's right. And they are they, they play golf
3: from time have, to time. We have audio of her uh, driving on one of the greens, Preston. Wow. Yeah, she can hit she, a ton. She can really hit. Um, yeah, and uh, the word is, as Bruce and now as Caitlin, uh, phenomenal golf game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my question was this: Is does she have to play, play from I, the
4: ladies? I, can, can she play from the ladies? Well, that's tees?
0: what that's what uh, that's something question. Craig was uh, talking about. He's like, you know, she can hit it a ton, <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, so I, but I don't remember. What my guess tees, is what tees they played from. I would assume I, that she plays at least
3: from the whites, right, uh, and and not from the reds. I mean, but wouldn't it be for her, for her and when you've played so long? the other way wouldn't it seem like less fun you, you play yeah you, you play for your right, ability you play right. for
0: it to challenge you you don't play to make it easy. A major say. olympic athlete so you may want to play from the men's tees yeah. i don't know look at the picture <laughs> i know we're looking at a photo right now uh, uh she god is god hold- bless her holding up a dollar bill and the other players on her shoulders uh, right now she looks like she, she's gotten thinner in the face she looks thank a, you a little more You know, sexy bunny a yeah. little
2: more girly in this photo yeah. for sure
0: all right uh speaking of that whole crew kylie jenner and kim kardashian proved that they are on the same fashion wavelength on wednesday kylie was spotted in a charlotte Knowles corset top for a night out with a pal and well kim gave hers a cowgirl vibe by pairing it with Robert Cavalli fring, <laughs> fringe pants and Yeezy ankle boots.
3: yee
0: <laughs> Right on, <'em>,
3: cowboy. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, Sophia Ritchie and Scott Disick split last month, but already the rumors are him getting back together with his ex, Courtney. They're coming in hot. Uh, the pair share three kids and have been hanging out uh, with Courtney wearing one of Scott's. Shirts! Oh my god! And leaving flirty comments on each other's social media feeds. I
3: got your shirt.
0: Yeah, uh, is that the flirty comment? That's flirty comment.
3: <laughs> uh, I've heard that they were playing lawn darts, Preston. Oh, so it's pretty okay. much a done deal. Uh, y- when you talk about that <laughs> bubble and people staying, yeah. in, I mean, they literally keep. Re- they're like criminals, recidivists. They keep dating the same people over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. and over. Even people well, with horrendous relationship track records—it doesn't matter.
0: Believe it or not, Steve, it's probably safer that way.
3: Well, it protects us, you know. Well, yeah,
0: it does. Yeah. But I mean, then, then going out and and getting into who knows what right, with right. strangers, you yeah. know what I mean?
4: So they you know protects their brand and all that. All right. So do you think maybe just maybe naughty girls need love too? <laughs> oh. That maybe Scott Disick isn't as bad as we think he is?
0: No, and, uh, okay. I don't think there's any <laughs> chance of that. Yeah. I think he's worse. <laughs> uh, the news reportedly left the 21-year-old <laughs> Sophia gutted. Oh, source, man, that's a crime. The source assures uh, Us Weekly that they are not getting together again.
3: Nice.
0: Uh right. Let's see here. Paul Rudd and Chris Evans shared an Actors on Actors chat with Variety, and they covered a lot of ground, including whether Ant-Man would get a third movie And Paul said, well, yeah, that's the idea. He said, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, what I'm not supposed to say. But with this quarantine, who even knows anything anymore? Uh, Evans uh, kept going and he said, I might as well ask you what your paychecks are. Uh, I don't know, Paul. What's your penis size? He said. And then Rudd replied, it's even bigger than my paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) He said, put in your own Ant-Man joke there if you want.
3: Um the word is that they they definitely have a script and they're moving along and they're you know they've they've got a lot in the work so I'd love to see another Ant Man movie that series can keep going yeah everything yeah. technically everything can keep going with mm-hmm. with time you know tra- time travel and multiverses and things of that nature and it doesn't
0: all have to be
3: Avengers related they, no. they can just do a standalone
0: Ant Man story I'd be really happy
3: I would be fine how about a, a, a standalone. Mark Ruffalo, Hulk movie. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Also,
0: Matthew Perry took to social media to compliment David Beckham's selfie, which featured the soccer pro, his wife Victoria, and more importantly, a shirt featuring the famous Friends scene of Chandler and Joey from a 1996 episode called The One Where No One's Ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I'll explain if you don't know what that uh, episode is. So David's son... Cruz wrote, this guy has really good taste, or no, I'm sorry, Matthew had written, uh, this guy has really good taste, whoever he is. He was joking about that, reposting the selfie. David's son, Cruz wrote, "Uh, guess guess who bought him the shirt? And then David hopped on and wrote, yes, Cruz uh, got me the shirt, but could I be wearing any more clothes? (laughs) Uh, Apparently, this show had featured when Joey was in all of Chandler's clothes (laughs) at one point. And uh, had joked, look at me, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? So uh, that's what the... Uh, that's what he was uh, the, on the shirt that he was wearing. So it kind of it got Matthew Perry's attention, and they so, had a little banter. <clears throat> Friends is still on fire, basically, right? It's still yeah. it's still one of
3: those show jour's where people are. It's are having binging. a resurgence, yeah. like
7: um like The Office. <laughs> but, but now it, you can only watch doing... it on the the Max, the HBO Max, right? right.
3: Yeah. But it was doing well prior to p- the pandemic. It was it was hot. Yeah. And then they yeah. yanked it from Netflix uh,
0: because <clears throat> HBO
3: Max bought the rights. Right.
0: Uh, more than twenty years after its cinematic release, the disaster movie Twister may well be returning to the big screen thanks to Universal and Top Gun Maverick director Joseph Kaczynski. As it stands, no screenwriter has been announced for the project, and the cast has yet to be disclosed. Uh, the original film was a huge box office success with almost $500 million in sales. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> well, wow, just I mean, it's a little it's scary. It's a terrible movie, but it was
3: the effects at the time were pretty
0: groundbreaking, well, you and that's
3: what sold it. You couldn't have done, not, obviously they'd done tornadoes in movies. It's a classic one in The Wizard of Oz. But uh, the CGI uh, was, as you said, revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of holds up. They did a pretty good job. There's a yeah. little bit of pixelation and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's what drew people to it. Remember, there's a, just at the beginning of that, we're gonna let the computers do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the you know the story was less than it was horrible. Desirable. Uh, it,
3: it was annoyingly horrible. Uh, I mean, the the, the the ridiculous concept of corporate meteorologists yeah. and sort of free spirited vagabond meteorologists uh released in 1996 the disaster
0: film with Helen hunt and Bill Paxton was a huge hit in theaters the story told of two <laughs> meteorologists who once were a couple chasing the biggest tornado of the century you know what killed me about that is
3: there's so it, much to be killed well,
0: well the 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 corporate you know yeah. the sponsored guys with all the cool tech yeah uh they were they were somehow or another cutting the line to get to the tornado before the other people as
3: if You have a better spot to be. Right. You know what I mean? For the tornado. tornado. How did they get seats down front? Right, exactly. Um, And then what kills me also is I guess her mother or grandmother who does the wind chimes, which in a tornado alley must be wonderful for the neighbors. Clang, 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 clang. But she basically says to to, uh, Helen Hunt, only you can take care of this. Only you can beat that tornado up. Do you remember it was, uh, somebody says. has anybody ever experienced an F5
0: before? And, and then everybody, ooh, everybody, everybody got got drops you know, their they're, forks.
3: They're, oh, yeah. A man. <laughs> Finger of God. Uh, never seen one, but it's incredible, man. By the way, great eats.
4: Yep. Seriously, Wait. though, I do like the, with, I've never had steak and eggs, but that's what they're eating at that uh, particular right. uh, meal. And I, I'm like, man, nah, I really want to eat that. <laughs> that's
0: what you took from Twister. <laughs>
4: hey, yeah, you see those special effects?
3: Thing. I really like to have steak and eggs. It's the, the only, only thing. that the entire
4: movie. It's the <laughs> only thing I. I man, took from. Jaws was great.
7: That clam chowder looks really good that they were eating. <laughs> Surprised, steak and eggs is really
3: Star Wars. <laughs> the special effects. I'd really like to drink blue milk.
7: Surprised you haven't had it at this point. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a
0: it's yeah. a standard on uh, on a lot of breakfast place
4: menus. I've never done it. I think
2: it, you yeah. should go out this weekend and get steak and eggs. And maybe yeah. I will.
3: Man, Endgame was really emotional. I would like to have a cheeseburger. Mm.
4: You know, in my defense, it's not the only thing I've ever said about that movie. not so okay. the thing I said at that, that time. <laughs> right. I, also, I also did say finger of God, butt faces. <laughs>
0: I'm on your team. You're me. on my team. I got you. Thank Frank you. Marshall, the husband of one of the producers of <laughs> the original film, Kathleen Kennedy, has already been
3: named as a producer.
0: So they're going to they're gonna remake it in KC. Why don't they make it? I'll bet they have steak a and steak eggs. and eggs scene in that film.
3: Call it steak and eggs and have a twister in it.
0: Uh, the Tiger King saga uh, that has continue, will continue in an all-new comic book that's uh, released this week. Tidal Wave Productions released a biography comic book called Infamous Tiger King on Wednesday. And according to the publisher, Darren G. Davis, he said, uh, we were trying to figure out some new comic book ideas. And so one of the ideas we actually came up with, we, we thought, what would be the best, worst idea ever? And we're like, you know what? There are two things people are talking about. They're talking about covid and they're talking about Tiger King, so we thought, what could be better than that?
3: Let me ask you, do you think it's hitting just a little bit after the fact right now?
0: Yeah, uh, but when they started it, it yeah, was hot. Yeah. Oh, and, right, yeah, and yeah. so
3: They should have drawn faster.
0: Yeah, the uh, the 24-page comic flip book written by Michael Frizzell and drawn by Joe Paradise is inspired by the Tiger King documentary, and the book dives into the early years of Joe Exotic and Tampa Bay's Big Cat Rescue owner, Carol Baskin.
7: That's definitely one of the uh, the only Netflix series that comes to mind where the immediacy of it was really important. To, like You had to watch it fast and because people were talking about and it and y- that week. Y- you didn't know. want to be left in the dust, yeah.
3: It also started to hit strongly at the beginning of the the coronavirus stuff. That's a good point. And, uh, and people were saying, okay, here's a diversion that yeah, we can yeah. run with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a flare-up. It,
0: yeah. it exploded and then it went and fizzled very quickly. Uh, But he said 50% of the book you get Carol's perspective on why they don't like each other and then on the other side you get Joe Exotic's side of why they don't like each other and what makes us different than, say, the Netflix
3: series, is this is sort of a prequel to that. Well, there is a saving grace to this as well, if you stop and think about it. They have, I think it's two movies now coming out okay. about uh, the Tiger King, so maybe they, you know, bring it back out again. So you'll be able to get
0: this comic at uh, comic shops
3: uh, starting this week.
0: Uh, Elizabeth Banks will play Miss Frizzle in the live-action hybrid adaptation of the beloved books and 90s animated
3: series The Magic School Bus. Did you? Uh, we we did, I didn't watch it. I didn't. No. Uh, I but, was already seventy one, and I received my first retirement. Uh,
0: Scholastic Entertainment will develop the film along with Banks Brownstone Productions, Mary Poppins Returns banner, Mark Platt Productions, and Universal Pictures. It was
3: really popular. I remember that.
0: Yeah, it's based on the best selling Scholastic book series by author Joanna Cole and illustrator Bruce Deegan, and it follows the intrepid Miss Frizzle and her class who set out on field trips in their yellow school bus that magically transforms into a plane, submarine, spaceship, or surfboard, depending on the science concept being explored in class. The property was first adapted into an animated TV series for PBS featuring Lily Tomlin as Ms. Frizzle, huh. and Steve It aired for eight Consecutive oh. years in the United States.
3: I always knew it was there and that it was hugely popular. Again, I was <clears throat> well past the um, you know the time when it would have meant anything to me. But n- none of your kids you know, they were they were not even around, right? Mm,
0: they no, uh uh-uh.
3: yeah. And uh,
0: it's been broadcast in more than a hundred countries around the world. Uh, the bank's fronted feature will be the first big screen adaptation for the 26 year history of the brand. Huh? She'll be perfect for it. She's great as a an over the top yep, character. Yep. Yep. Right? Um, yeah. Uh, a remake of the cult fave fantasy action-adventure Highlander has huh? been on the cards for almost as long as the immortal main character has been alive. And it sounds like John Wick director Chad St- Stelinski may be the one to finally get the project off the ground.
3: Well, put, um, sign me up, then.
0: That sounds great. Uh, he had recently offered a pretty promising update, and he assures recent lockdowns haven't affected the push forward. The movie would be uh Stelinski's first project that is not john wick related since he made his directorial debut with that series first entry back in 2014
3: they are making some adjustments though preston the new title is skype okay yeah which is going to be a little less impressive in its scope but uh, listen i love the original highlander
0: i thought it was a great movie uh it sounds like the movie is still in the early stages chad has uh, a real passion for the project having been on board Uh, the Highlander remake since late 2016. Most directors would have walked away after all that time, but he has remained committed to seeing the movie come to fruition, not even allowing the current circumstances to slow him down much. Uh, He began his career as a stuntman, by the way. He was
3: actually uh, Keanu Reeves' stunt double. On the Matrix. Yeah. uh,
0: As well as several superhero outings, including Spider-Man 2,
3: X-Men Origins
0: Wolverine, and Captain America Civil Wars.
3: A lot of stunt people are becoming directors. The guy Sam Hargrave, uh, who did the um, Extraction uh, movie with uh, Chris Hemsworth on uh, Netflix, he as well, comes from the world of stunts.
0: Uh, and then it looks like uh, Nikki Caro's live-action version of Mulan may not be able to drop until July 24th due to a surge in coronavirus, coronavirus cases across the country, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the Warner Brothers, uh, if Warner Brothers' other tentpole tenant uh, will be able to drop July 31st, that's still to be determined. So, I saw. I, I think I saw a trailer for Tenet yesterday. My son was trying to explain it to me. This guy, everything happens backwards to him or something like that. That's
3: my understanding. It's it's
0: almost like a quasi-memento. It's kind of hard to follow. I
3: mean, it's a Christopher Nolan movie,
7: so good good luck. Yeah, right.
0: Okay, so um, it's Friday. There's movies (laughs) open. Every time. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Casey, what's I've never watched the video of that that little musical clip. Well, I don't. And know. the second when he goes dun dun, there's like a clang clang. You can hear somebody hitting something.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It might actually just be the universal like. No, it's not. There's, it's there's not. Yeah, like, it's like I somebody mean,
0: slamming something down on a <laughs> desk or something. I have so. no idea. All right, anyhow, I'll check that out later. All right, so <laughs> movie's opening this weekend. Eurovision, which stars uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, opens this weekend. In uh, the film is about an aspiring musician, two of them actually, Lars and Sigrid, uh, are given the opportunity of a lifetime to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, and they finally have a chance to prove that any dream is a dream worth fighting for. It is rated PG-13. I assume it's a comedy? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, and uh, it's on Netflix, and Rotten Tomatoes has given it a 59% <laughs> so far. Another movie opening is My Spy, and it includes David Bautista and Chloe Coleman in the cast. My Spy follows J.J., a hardened CIA operative who has been demoted and finds himself at the mercy of a precocious nine-year-old girl... a yeah,
3: little whippersnapper.
0: ...named Sophie, where he has been sent undercover begrudgingly to surveil her family. When Sophie discovers hidden cameras in her apartment... She uses her tech savviness to locate where the surveillance operation is set. In exchange for not blowing J.D.'s cover, Sophie convinces him to spend time with her and teach her to be a spy. Despite his reluctance, J.J. finds he is no match for Sophie's disarming charm. And
5: Ooh, so
0: adorable. Uh, it's at 49%, and it's available on Amazon Prime, and it's rated
3: PG-13. This is a case where I don't think the movie was able to be completed the way they wanted to complete it because of the pandemic, so they sort of re it and released it as is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: And then the last film that I saw is Irresistible. And this is written and directed by Jon Stewart, and it stars Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Uh, And it's comedy about what happens when a small Wisconsin town becomes the main attraction of our political circus. After the Democrats' top strategist, Gary, that's Steve Carell, sees a video of a retired Marine colonel, who is Chris Cooper... Uh, standing up for the rights of his town's undocumented workers, Gary believes he has found the key to winning back the heartland. However, when the Republicans counter him by sending in his brilliant nemesis Faith, what started out as a social as a local race quickly becomes an out of control Harry's fight for the soul of America. Uh, Casey and I both saw it, and uh, I would say this about the movie: I liked it a lot.
7: It's not what you think it is. Yeah. Okay,
4: so I would say, listen, if you are, let's say, a conservative thinking that this is a uh, liberal left uh, leaning movie, it's not. Okay, yeah, and so if you're a liberal is, movie thinking it's a John
7: Stewart yeah. daily show rehash, it's not, it's not that either. It's,
4: yeah. it's something that uh, I think all, all parties can enjoy. Seriously, honestly, yes. End of story.
0: All right, it's rated R, and all video on-demand services have it. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 40%, hmm, so wow. that is the score on that. That's interesting. We are now ready for the clips. <laughs> Typically... On 90 Day Fiance, Mm -hmm. fans are watching foreigners move to America, but on 90 Day Fiance the other way, it's the opposite. Oh, yeah. In this clip, cast member Kenneth Niedermeyer talks about what it was like moving to Mexico to be with Armando. Here we go.
4: It was really hard, and I was really surprised at the kind of emotion that came within me. I never felt that before. Sometimes it was uncontrollable, and there was a big sense of loss.
0: But I gained so much as well. Shut the f- up! My wife watches this show. <laughs> is she addicted, or is oh, it just a yeah. Pa- okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I come in every now and then. I'm like, what's going on? Now? <laughs> so would she know, Armando? I don't know. I don't know if she's seen 90 Day Fiancé the other way. I was just talking about the the regular 90 Day Fiancé, so I don't know about the other way. Uh, (laughs) But uh, a new episode of 90 Day Fiancé the other way premieres Monday at 9 on TLC. I had no idea how popular 90 Day Fiancé was. It's huge. It's like on all the time. It's one of those shows. All right, next clip. Why? uh, I turned that down. Sorry, Case. Dave Batista, we were just talking about this, plays a CIA operative assigned to protect nine year old girl and her family in My Spy. And here, Dave is talking about the challenge that he experiences working on comedies. Here it is.
1: It's been a little struggle uh, for me to do comedic roles. I don't find myself funny. I think I have decent timing, so I kind of get it, but I think that all comes from me kind of being a fan of the genre. Really, when I set out to um, make my way through Hollywood, I really wanted to have a well rounded career. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, it's his character is kind of one sided in Guardians, but he pulls off the comedy he, expertly in yeah, that.
3: Yeah, he has like the the lion's share of funny moments. I love the part where he's like, you know, you can't see me.
0: <laughs> I'm standing very still, and he thinks he can't see. you're you're very ugly.
3: <laughs> I, I, lo- I love those sort of. Oh, you're hideous. Yeah. Yes. You are a whore.
0: Uh that's right. You and this green whore. Uh my spy is available to watch on uh prime video today, by the way. And but, there
3: you go. By the way, a little uh they are um when they come out of all of this and as things start to relax, they are moving ahead on that Guardians three. Oh know? yeah,
0: yeah. Excellent. I love it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We got some guests and things on the show. I'll tell you about all that when we get back, so don't go too far.
4: What's
7: new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys.
9: <laughs>
1: the Pretty
0: Reckless. Five Finger Death Punch.
6: <laughs> new music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 3 WMMR.
0: Real quick, Uh, I think I want to do a shout-out, birthday Uh shout-out. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Hey, my name is Pat. I'd like to request a triple shout-out. My brother Bill's birthday was June 5th, my birthday was June 11th, and my brother Dan's birthday is June 28th. And we've all been listening to the show since Y100- and Steve nicknamed me Jufro when I was an intern for rabbi at WMMR.
3: <laughs> wow. so I, can't, I can't see that actually happening. But if she says so.
0: Uh, no, it's a guy. Oh, okay. Uh, so, or at least I'm assuming that the, the person's yeah. name is Pat Johnston. Uh, so I was hoping <laughs> to get a triple shard out to cover us all in one shot. Thanks and gadzooks, you guys rock. And that's from Pat. So a triple birthday shard out. To you guys, and uh, a happy birthday to everybody celebrating a birthday. All right, so. Uh Kathy had a interesting thing happen on the Schuylkill Expressway. Ugh,
2: just love that road.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, there's
2: really just so many great oh, yeah. things you can say about it. Uh, and now that there's no traffic, you're actually able to drive at a, a decent speed, you know, on, on the Schuylkill. So I was driving out to um, the King of Prussia area. Uh, Jason and I were in the car, and I just heard like a loud tink. And I, I, I didn't know what it was, but I said that did something somewhere on my car. Like, Mm -hmm. I could just tell the second I heard it. Oh, yeah. And 10 seconds later, we're driving, and Jace was like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching the crack grow in your windshield. The windshield cracked. I mean, I'd say probably a quarter of a way across the windshield. and. So at first big. You,
0: you saw nothing, and then slowly you started seeing saw this thing nothing. creep across your screen. That yep. sucks. We yes.
2: watched it grow from the corner, and it wasn't even like, you know, in the center where, I mean, I thought that's where a windshield would, would crack, but apparently not. It's along the edges is where you'll see it uh, more often, and that's what it, it hit. The, the very edge of the – you can see, like, where the pebble or whatever it was, but it was loud, and it hit it hard. Wow. And you could, yep, you can just see where the pebble hit, or and it just grew from there. But it's not like a
3: <laughs> –
2: it's not spidering. It's just one straight, yeah. like, thick line across, and it's almost to the middle of my windshield so, at this so point. So
3: the collision point was at basically the frame of the window? Yep. So that's your problem? Yep. Uh, because it, it, that started to do the crack. If, like, I had a one that just popped up um, – about two weeks ago, it's another one of those like, ding, and you heard it, and it's like a very tiny little indentation on the windshield, but it's like in the middle of the passenger's view, um, so it's just staying there. And you could
2: probably just get that repaired, yeah, right? That's like my they fill understanding. It in or something. They can fill it in,
3: no problem. You wouldn't even know it was there. Yeah,
2: I need a whole new windshield, so oh, they're able to oh, come. Um, on Monday, which is great, and they actually come right, they'll come right here. They'll come right here. They'll do it in the parking lot, They'll I guess. even
3: compliment you on your son's achievements, according to the commercial. <laughs> they, they, they'll know everything about you.
2: Um, but here's my, the problem. Okay, so I have to drive for the weekend, right? And so every time I'm driving the car... Now, you can feel the the crack from the outside. Like, you can feel yeah, it from the inside. Yeah. You can't. I've checked a number of times. Um, <laughs> but I'm watching it grow. She's it's probably
3: it, driving with her foot up on the windshield to keep it from coming through. Well, yeah.
2: that is my question. Because it is. I think by the end of the weekend, it's going to be clear across my windshield. Okay. Should I not be driving my car? Because what I think is going to happen is that it's going to bust in, a sharp piece of glass is going to jam into my stomach, and I'm going to slowly bleed out while I call 911.
0: I will tell you that that will not happen. Okay. Your Your front windshield is different than your side windows. The side windows will break its tempered glass and will shatter into all these pieces. It's made to do that. The front windshield is different. In fact, if there are any firefighters or first responders that have worked in extraction I've, I've i've seen demonstrations of this there's a special saw that they have to use to cut through the glass oh. on the front it's made to hold together okay. to withstand an impact exactly so it it stays together it's except it, for a it pebble doesn't shatter except for a pebble which, yeah. will, destroy yeah, it. Right. which will completely destroy it <laughs> you need, right, but right you a, need an to... entire tire <laughs> off a truck will bounce right <laughs> off it
3: right so I think that's. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you have anything. I to don't worry have to. I, okay, you know like, I, I was
2: thinking if it. If reached... You can
3: avoid exacerbating it until right. Monday. Now, obviously, I, I wouldn't enter a motocross tournament.
2: But I was thinking, like, if it made it all the way across to right. the other side, that it would
3: break in half. It's or whatever.
2: gonna break in half and like and kill um, me.
0: And I think and the main the right. main reason you have to get those repaired is because of the visual distraction. It's that, illegal that it causes. I
3: didn't know that when I was a kid, and I had a I had my windshield had one of those spider cracks on it so much so that I I just kind of outlined it and made it into a tank sight in front of me <laughs> and apparently it's illegal you to can't. draw things on your windshield
2: well and i will say it is right in my line of sight i hate that it's like cutting the cars in half so i'm either sitting up really tall or like kind of <laughs>
3: that sucks yeah. that I, totally sucks
4: I, I can't even stand it if i have like a little like dot of like
0: bird poop in my
4: line of you sight i'm like oh it my it. god i
3: know, <laughs> I know. I hate imagine yeah. how birds hate you know, it's yeah. disgusting
0: uh let me hang on a second let me go to uh egon yo egon oh. good morning egon are you there are you there
8: Hey, I'm here. What's
0: up? Hey, bud. Uh, you called in. What do you want to tell us, man?
8: Yeah, so I wanted to share this story. It was terrible, and I don't want to happen to anyone else. But it. Um, it was it was during the summertime, and I went to go wash the car. I was sitting out in the driveway, and I sprayed it with the cold hose, and a giant crack just split across the whole windshield. Just from the
3: cold water? I have heard it the yeah. other way, where in the dead of winter, someone yeah. will try to defrost the windshield with boiling hot water, and it'll crack. I've never heard it this way.
8: Yeah, no, and it was a nice car, too. It's not like it was a piece of junk. I got to assume
3: you already had a tiny crack
0: that you probably couldn't see, and it just made it, you know, expand like that.
3: I mean, that's my guess.
8: This kind of came from the top, and there was nothing really at
3: all. So I just wow. have
0: to assume this could happen to anyone. I just wanted to share it. So heat
3: up the water that you clean your car with. Remember that. Boil it. All right. Thanks, Egon. Appreciate it. Wow. Uh,
0: here's uh, Andrew, who is a firefighter, who can tell us a little bit about the windshields. Hey, uh, good morning, Andrew. You're on the good morning.
9: air. Hey, you guys rock. Oh. Hi, you guys. Appreciate so, it. Been a, uh, been a firefighter uh, down in Chester County for uh, that last 15, uh, 16 years. And the glass on the front, just like you were saying, the side glass is tempered, so if it gets hit, it just shatters into small pieces, so it helps protect you. And then um, the glass on your front windshield is laminate, so it's uh, it's glass, laminate, and then glass. So, Kathy, you wouldn't feel it on the inside because the outside layer broke, not the inside layer. Okay. And, and-, and
2: so there's no way that it's going to crack in half and yeah, come into the totally.
9: car? It's like, if you actually watch it, uh, so the movies, you guys are big in the movies. Whenever that person kicks that windshield out and it stays whole, it'll stay whole. So, the right. saw that we use is, uh, it, it, um, it'll take that whole windshield out and then we can remove it all at once and not, uh, and not have the, the person inside, uh, get injured by it. Like, uh, sunglass yeah. is also plated glass. Right, uh, right. Which falls into large shards and that could cut you. Yes. That's why, uh, a lot of these, uh, Car companies, they, every car company has to use the, the laminate glass in the front. And then some of the higher end cars now, uh, in the coming years, all around, like. Um, uh Mercedes-Benz will be using te- uh plated or uh, laminated glass all the way around the the car. Oh really? Uh, for better protection. Yeah, so okay. then it prevents that person from being ejected.
0: Yes, okay, which is car. a big issue. Hey, hey, that I makes have, sense. Uh, yeah. I have a question about kicking the windshield out cuz I was watching I was watching uh Mission Impossible Fallout the other day and there's a scene where Tom Cruise and uh, Henry Cable are in the the, the truck and they, they they smash into something yeah. and then they kick the front windshield out. I'm like, come on, man! That's got to be. I... Could you so, do that in real life? So, if you
9: force it enough, I would believe so because it's just held on by glue. There's not, uh, there's not like, um, there's nothing over it. Um, just like your your side windows, if you hit it in that bottom corner, it's going to shatter. If you hit it in the middle, it's not as easy to shatter. Okay, so that's where. So that's where if it is already spidered it'll it'll actually collapse. So and it'll you, bend easier.
3: If you kick around the rim of the windshield um you you could dislodge it. Yes. Okay, interesting. It's like in yeah. The Godfather, Preston. All right, thanks, Andrew. We we we, <laughs> we, we talked to the actor who who in the scene kicks out yeah. the windshield Yeah. and they had to put a um, metal plate on shoe. The, on a shoe yeah. to kick through it.
0: Yeah, they did it uh, yeah. specifically for that reason. Uh, do you remember when we did the tempered glass sheets? Yes, and we yeah. would use a piece of <clears throat> a um, of a spark plug that's ceramic. Yeah, we did it in here. We did it in here, and you you throw this tiny little piece at this huge pane of glass that's tempered, and it will shatter. And
2: it, it like made a it popped you like you'd hear ding, pop psh, and then
0: just
3: yeah. shattered. That was pretty damn cool. I don't care how big the glass is, just kick it in the knee, and it comes down like a ton of bricks. Press, right, <laughs> just like Roadhouse. <laughs>
0: I thought it'd be bigger. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, me, it was pretty wild to see that. Uh, i And
0: Gary, who has worked for Safe Light for 22 oh. years. Safe life, so he is a... Uh, uh, life, wait, is that the jingle? Safe yeah. Light
3: Repair. Safe, Safe Light Replace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's who's com- coming here Monday. Hey, Gary. You how go. you doing, man? Oh,
10: good. Hey, guys. What's happening? I couldn't help but call in when I heard you, heard you talking about windshields.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling
10: you, I, I could still replace the windshield with my eyes closed after 22 years I'll of doing bet. it safely. Um, but the, what you guys are saying is pretty much the same thing that everyone fears: that the windshield is going to break, and like Kathy was saying, the windshield is going to break and come in on her
3: and cut her in half. <laughs> that in was half. her fear: yeah, was well. that she was actually going to be split in half. But
2: no, I really had in my head that I was going to yeah. like bleed out with a piece of glass okay. in my stomach while I'm calling nine one one. Sure. <laughs> Oh
10: yeah, I, I've, I've had, I've seen cars where people put tape across the, the crack because they're afraid of
5: it, and right.
10: you know all this different stuff. And I always tell people, I say, like uh, Preston was saying, it's just a safety issue. Otherwise, you could, you could drive it almost forever. Yeah. With that, with that crack in there, because it's, it's really what you have is two pieces of plate glass, and then there's plastic lamination in between that. Okay.
0: Hey, I have have a question, Gary, about a caller that that, uh, was telling us a little while ago about uh, pouring uh, cold water onto a hot windshield and it cracked. Is that legit? Uh,
10: So I think that that could happen if there was already, uh, you know, some type of little, like you were talking about, stone chip or.
0: Yeah, something
3: maybe you you couldn't even see, so small. Windshield gremlins. Right,
10: right, because sometimes you can just get a stone chip that's, just just a nick in the top piece of glass of the windshield, and and you know that that could be just enough to uh, to make it spread at that point. Okay.
3: So so with with the safe light uh, process, Gary. So you show up. You've got I, I've seen the commercials. It looks like you have like a kind of a little, um, for lack of a better term, a little crane that lifts the uh, the windshield up, the replacement windshield, and you put it right over. And you, how long does that process take for most windshields?
10: They had just started using that new installation process when when I left the company, um, but still in all, it really takes about I'd say about a half
0: hour. That's not that's pretty that's pretty wild. By the way, I like that yeah. little contraption. It looks cool though. It doesn't? does look cool because it
3: sits right on there.
2: Yeah. Well, so how are you getting it out though? Like, I mean, it's got to be you sealed? can't get out. No, it's got to be like sealed in there. Like, what do you use well,
3: to right. heat the glue up? So,
2: so
10: you so you have you have the windshield, and then there's a layer of. Of uh, hot applied adhesive that actually turns to like a um, hard rubber substance, but it also adheres to the windshield and the uh, body of yeah you know, the frame of the, the frame, frame of the car. Vehicle. Yeah, right. Right. So you're just um, you're just there's a couple different knives or tools that you can use to cut through that. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it's it's so much simpler than people
3: realize. Well, um, yeah, you'd actually think it's an elaborate process because it's the freaking windshield of the car. But when you see how quickly you, right. the, the the company can do it, that's pretty wild. Let me ask you about with the little ding like I have on my windshield. You can yeah. actually, I, I know, I've heard it said, but I'm not sure I believe it. You fill it in and you can't even see that it was there?
10: Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's that's the case. People uh, people do have a hard time believing that. But there's a uh, windshield repair process that actually what it does is uh, puts a back, fa- there's a little... Um, tripod that you suction cup onto the windshield and it pulls a vacuum which sucks the air out of the crack and then injects a fluid in that actually uh, you inject the fluid in and then you cure it with a UV light. And it's basically like gluing the crack together.
0: Yeah, I think you guys say that, but yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's real because every time I've had one of those, oh, you need a whole new windshield, dude. Well, so.
10: So here's here's an interesting point about that. Uh, State StateLight pretty much pretty much bows to the insurance companies because that's their biggest customer. Right. So whatever they say goes. And State Farm had a uh, you know uh, a thing going at one time where they said we need to see that you're repairing. I think it was like eighty percent of the stone chips that we send to you. Because if you're, you know, doing something like some people think, you're turning it into a larger crack just to get the windshield replacement, mm-hmm. that State Farm would look down on that because
11: you weren't Snooty
5: saving State them money. Farm.
10: Yeah, because right. you weren't well, saving them money.
3: No, yeah. I, I get it. I get it on that level. But, but, but in theory, the little dings could be replaced because I know I have one that is not a threat to my windshield. It's just a cosmetic thing that could be re- right. basically erased with this process.
10: Oh yeah, yeah. It's actually. Um, I mean, a, a lot of it depends on how long the the little ding has been mm. there because dirt and debris from just general driving
7: can get into it.
3: Quick question. I know Nick, Nick has a question as well. Could you? Nick has an extra butthole at the lower part <laughs> of <your fat>. his <laughs> vest. You took my can question. You was that? that
7: it? Yeah, I was going to ask about my butthole, Gary. Uh, no, I have a question about um, what what car do you repair the most often?
10: Um. You know that's a that's an interesting question, but um, I'll just say um, the one that pops into mind first is uh, let's say like a Jeep Wrangler.
3: Okay, well they're, they're probably going to be driven more aggressively and more well, aggressively. Um, and
0: it's a flat. It's yeah, a, the it's a flatter. Uh, uh, it doesn't okay. angle. Yeah, yeah it's no, more that's right.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah.
10: Oh. The the aerodynamics of the body style actually makes it more prone to catching the rocks instead of having them maybe fly over.
3: Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. interesting. So,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Wow! Life of
3: a uh, the life of a uh,
0: windshield I'm repair. A windshield <laughs> man. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it, man. Th- thank you, guys. Uh, want to do it again, case one
5: yeah. more time. Safe, Safe flight repair. Safe
2: flight <laughs> replace.
0: Um, by the way, when you, when you get that replaced, what they'll do, Kathy, Have you ever had your your front windshield replaced? No,
2: I don't think so. So
0: what they'll do is your your inspection registration or, or yeah, oh, your oh yeah, inspection. It's my stickers. So what they do is they they cut that they cut that piece of glass. And then you just stick it up in your uh, in your dashboard. So
2: they're just going to leave like
3: the until it's time to, for you to get it <laughs> inspected. Can I against.
2: get replacement money. stickers? I don't
3: know. Uh, you I don't... probably could, but it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. You oh, know, that's funny. It'll, it'll know cost it? you money if you have to do oh, that. Right. Right. So,
0: so we we've had to do that a couple times. So we've got this little plaque, essentially this little glass plaque. That's got the uh, the stickers on it. Just nail it up. to a new windshield.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so I tried nailing yeah, yeah. my stickers uh. to my windshield. Well,
4: so listen, and this is a warning to anybody out there that is uh, replacing their windshield wipers. So the windshield wiper is um, the little thing that it's on. Uh, is um, what's the word I'm looking? The for? comportium. I don't know. It's a comportium. No. Well, it kind of like snaps back towards the the windshield, right? right. So when you take the wiper off. Uh-huh place it down on the windshield because i've accidentally (laughs) let it go and it snapped onto the windshield and yeah so it's the
0: it's 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 a windshield arm that holds the blade so you can you can pull it away that's good advice and it has like a spring on it essentially like when it's gonna snow and if you if you don't have that rubber you know wiper (laughs) on there and you and it goes back it'll go smack (laughs) onto it and it can crack your windshield. that's right yeah Yeah, absolutely
4: I think that's a design flaw, maybe. I, uh... Is it
3: good? It's (laughs) actually rather
0: crazy. As you can imagine. uh, I have, on a couple of occasions, tried to replace my own windshield wipers. And, you know... I'm not completely inept at this stuff, but I've never gotten it right. Well, I've never gotten it right. And, and I go doing to the store on... and I write down the model number <laughs> yeah. and I'll go to the Auto Zone and pick up what's supposed to be the goddamn wiper that fits my car. These and it
3: doesn't. Goddamn wipers. Well, Sometimes, though, Preston, I've been, sorry, sorry, he's, I've gone and I've rep- gotten the right model. I've done the right deal. And I said, no, I refuse to accept that I'm so stupid. Mm. And I went back and the person at the Auto Zone couldn't replace the yeah, new wipers. I so, felt vindicated. This Good. is
4: your car that you your personal car that you're driving? Yeah. Because all right, and like listen, I know this sounds you drive a luxury car. Just get a, and same thing you with Steve. Uh like I, I I I wouldn't do it when I was driving an Audi. I would I would yeah. just get it replaced at the at the well, at I finally the did. Yeah, yeah. I finally had the dealership. Now, your wife's car or, you know, whatever like yeah, screw yeah, her. Yeah. I'll just <laughs> well, no, I'll Let, do that. Your Pep <laughs> Boys or Auto Zones are going to carry windshield wipers for the Honda Odyssey or, uh, you know, a Lincoln, not a Lincoln, uh, the Town and Country, whatever the, which, oh, you have the Sienna, the Toyota Sienna. It's going to carry that, but it's not going to. Let's talk about all the cars today. <laughs> <laughs> Give the tags on them. Your wife's minivan. You it's sound okay. super rich when you talk <laughs> about your wife's minivan. <laughs> it's okay. It's a so it. it.
3: When you are in the roles. Uh, and Jeeves can't quite get the, uh, the the blades on properly. Do you help him, or do you just sit in the back and eat your grape poupon?
2: He doesn't help, no way.
3: No, of course not.
2: Rochelle helps,
0: but no, you're right. I listen. I'm not going to mess with that anymore. I've done you know. it wrong too many times, and you put him on
3: the back. The yeah, yeah. I guess they do have windshields on the by the back though. The, the yeah. Jeep does. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. So does
0: the minivan. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Rolls
3: Royce doesn't have that.
0: No, no, sir.
2: So I'm sure what's going to happen to me is uh, what Josh is saying on line three.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right, let me go to him. It is Josh. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Hey.
8: Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? So the Marine Corps seven tons. They um. It is not a glue-in windshield. It is a flat piece of. It's still laminated, but is it flat.
0: What is piece the Marine flat. Corps seven-ton?
8: So it's a, the the Marine Corps troop carrier truck.
3: That's what Kathy's driving. Oh yeah, yeah that's so what you I, know. Oh okay. okay, all right, got gotcha. you. Yeah. Go
8: ahead, Josh. All right, so it is a rubber seal that you put in, and there's this little plastic tool used to. It, you once you put the the rubber rubber seal in, then you put the the pane of glass, and you click the rubber seal
3: together. Josh, let me ask you. you. Th- Go ahead. Yes. Uh, uh, just a quick question. That's what Kathy's driving, but she's been reticent to use the 50 cow that's mounted on the top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right, Kathy?
2: Yes, yeah. Because I mean, so, she feels it season. would
4: rattle the windshield and make it crack. Well, she was smart, and she bought the tire insurance on that because those <laughs> tires to replace are expensive. expensive. Mm-hmm. She got, I think she got the hybrid.
0: So continue with the process here, John. <laughs> Sorry, guys.
8: So, so if you put this seal in backwards, what will happen is... When you get up to highway speed, say you get like over 50, the pressure on the glass will actually allow the glass to blow into the cab. And it will pretty much hit you as the driver and the passenger. It'll, it'll pretty much come in and hit you right in the
0: face. Josh, are you speaking from experience? Absolutely, 100%. Ah, were you the one who put it in? Yes. Oh. Oops. It's a good learning experience when
8: you're when you a new mechanic in the Marine Corps?
3: Look, okay. <laughs> Kathy had the same experience. She has a beach assault vehicle. She was coming up. It was an ocean beach, right? Well, she was
0: in an amphibious unit. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, I understand. Uh, oh
3: that. God. To have something like that happen as you're driving in a vehicle that large must have scared the F out of you, Josh.
8: Absolutely. Slammed on the brakes on the highway.
3: How much trouble did you get in?
8: Uh, none, none, because I just drove right back to the, uh... Safe flight repair. (laughs) Yeah, do you come to Fallujah? (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, Josh, thank you. Learning experience for those in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Safe flight repair, safe flight repair.
2: (laughs) Fortunately, that wasn't the car, the vehicle I was driving that day. It was the Infinity.
3: Infinity. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to take the troop transport or just the Infinity. (laughs) I was I
0: was at a party one time and came back to my car. Somebody had thrown a bottle through the windshield. Oh, seriously? Yeah, which was very confusing because I'm like I'm like trying to roll the window up. Oh, I guess I had the window down, and I'm I'm like nothing's happening. But it was nothing. That was sucks. <laughs> and then I looked down, and it was sure enough that tempered glass yeah. because it's it's mm-hmm. it's very it breaks into very tiny pieces, and it won't really cut you. Unless no. you were no. Take to take a piece and like rake it across
3: your skin or something. like It's this designed stuff. that way. I'm like what
0: it's what happened here and
3: yeah. but you right. often think about uh, it though uh, sorry Kathy, but the stories you've reported on in the bizarre file where a, someone is halfway through a windshield imagine the velocity oh, yeah. you have to be traveling at oh yeah to so, go so the through windshield the front windshield every yeah. now and then
0: you hear about an animal that goes right. through and you know he was talking about triple panes and they're right be- plastic in between yeah that's got to be put that in perspective serious velocity if something that size can go through and penetrate that is wild man
2: if you get your side window broke though remember i had my car broken into and i had i took it to the dealership and they cleaned it out very nicely for me but like yeah. i would find little pieces like for it was years, like years yeah. later and yeah. i was like oh here's another one yeah.
0: hang on uh an answer about the inspection stickers kathy oh, i'm gonna okay. go to jason hi jason good morning good
8: morning guys what's up jason Nothing much. So my uh, girlfriend just recently was uh, had a deer run into our car, and the uh, windshield was smashed. So uh, we had a foreign come out. They replaced the windshield. And uh, they told us he had five days to uh, go back to the original inspection station, and they will replace the stickers for free. Oh, okay. All right, you, I'll
3: try that. All right. But, as long but, as
8: you uh... have the receipt from the uh Safe form for the uh,
3: replacement of the windshield. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. Right, but but I assume as per your thing, Preston, thanks, keep, thanks. keeping that plate with the that rem, that cut piece yeah. of glass with the stickers on it will serve the same purpose. It works fine because yeah. as long as you can see it, uh, <clears throat>
0: so as right. long as police can see right, it. So. Right, right. Uh, so, have you made your appointment yet to uh, have yep, your? Yeah, they're Monday. coming.
2: They're coming out here Monday. Okay. They're coming to the station.
0: Okay. Safe so that
2: so you safe See repair. anybody in the parking lot? <laughs> But I don't know how it works. I don't know if, if I'm going to have to. Like the, the
0: I've th- seen them out there yeah, before working all on the time, So have oh, yeah. I. Yeah, in the parking lot. Yeah. Okay. So you'll probably just have to move it to a spot where they can work on it, which is no problem right now since the parking lot is mostly it's empty. It's empty. Yeah, that's what I anyway, said. I'm like, so. I can
2: park in the back and, you know, they'll have a, a bunch of space.
0: Yeah. All right. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, it's, listen, it, it happens uh, all the time we've we've had my my last well, I don't know if it was the last one but but I did it with a golf ball. Oh I was, no! I was chipping golf balls in the backyard and popped one. Oops. And, yeah, kind of hooded the shot a little bit and bang, smashed into the van's windshield. The only shattered
4: thing it. I was really surprised to hear uh, with your story, Kathy, was that it didn't make that big of a sound because when I no, got, oh, it did. Oh, okay, because it I sounded like it a, was.
2: It was like. It was loud enough, and and I could, like, hear the force of it that I knew something was going to be wrong. I just didn't know it was the windshield. Okay, because you said... (laughs) It was. It I was, was saying, like a... Because like mine
0: a, sound like a
3: bullet hit the... Uh, yeah, windshield. yeah, a and bullet you know sound is quite
0: common. I've had it happen before where you hear that sound and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it hits a windshield and not You're even... You're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, totally. But I'm like, ah, oh, but it is loud. It scares the hell out it of
2: me. It was that. loud. And you know what? I was a little, like, less annoyed because it wasn't something like you did. You hit the golf ball. Yes. You could have prevented that. Yep. I was driving and I thought, there's nothing I could have done. Yep. All I was doing was driving. Mm-hmm.
3: I heard a clank on the car the about two weeks ago, loud enough where I pulled over and got out. N- not a damn thing. was yep. like okay. Sometimes you get it's a body under the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Well, listen. Uh, I want to take a break. We got a couple of guests coming up on the show. We have one of the creators of the program that is taken off on Netflix. It's called The Floor Is Lava. <laughs> it's a great show. Uh, Megan McGrath, and she's from Philadelphia. Yes. So we're going to talk to her about that, and also we're going to have Derek Pitts. Chief astronomer of the Franklin Institute this morning. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay with us.
1: Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. <laughs> Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we're going to do the bizarre final. No. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre. bizarre. Final.
5: Final.
0: All right, we're going to start with this story about an American couple who survived a deadly volcanic eruption yeah. in New Zealand. They're filing a lawsuit against the tour company and cruise line. Uh, the eruption, which I'm sure you read about a little while back, of uh, the White Island volcano in December killed 21 people, mostly tourists. And Matt and Lauren Yuri claim that Royal Caribbean and ID tours New Zealand Limited did not warn them of heightened volcanic activity on the island before the excursion. A couple met on Match.com. They got married two years later, and then this past December, they took a honeymoon, cruise to Australia and New Zealand. Lauren said, we started off having the time of our lives, and then it just turned out to be hell. On December 9th, they took an excursion to the White Island volcano, taking pictures near the crater. They were heading back to their boat when the volcano erupted. They heard the guide yell, run! And in less than a minute, they were engulfed in scalding ash and smoke. They were covered. Uh, They took cover behind a rock. And Matt said it was pitch black. You couldn't see anything in front of you. uh, And you could feel your skin burning, getting pelted with rocks. It was terrifying. Matt said he and Lauren couldn't see each other. He said she was holding onto my wrist, but I had no idea other than that that uh, she was there. I genuinely thought that this was the end of my life. Yeah. And I thought that that was the end of Lauren's life. Uh, Severely burned and barely breathing, Matt and Lauren found their way to a tour boat, which rushed them to the mainland. They ended up in a hospital 600 miles apart. Uh, The hospital uh, Lauren said that we originally were at couldn't handle the burn victims. Uh, She added that Matt refused treatment until she was treated. That was the kind of person he is. Uh, Both were put in medically induced comas and underwent skin grafts and plastic surgeries. It would be nearly two months before they were reunited back in the United States. Asked if she was grateful to be alive, she said, if you want me to be honest, at times I kind of wished, well, it would have been easier if I wasn't. Uh, She said, I am now, but at the time I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I couldn't brush my teeth. I couldn't use my phone And I just was wondering if I would ever be normal again. Well, now home in Virginia, uh, the ears are going through painful laser procedures to increase mobility and break down their scars. Uh, Lauren had said it sucks. It just really sucks. I don't like the person I see when I look in the mirror. I don't like, obviously, my burns, the scars. I don't like my short hair. I don't feel beautiful, and I'm afraid he doesn't think I'm beautiful, which he tells me repeatedly he does. But it's really hard. So
3: they do that's... look. They do look good. I, I have to say, for all they went through, and the pictures immediately when they started receiving surgery, uh, which are, we are pretty, pretty scary, as you'd imagine, where they were. But they're, they, they look pretty good, uh, anyhow. It's uh, as you can imagine. That's a that's a scary. Oh my God.
0: Uh, event To go through, but uh, the other victims and families are also pursuing uh, legal action. So
3: there's footage right when it uh, erupts. I mean, right there, someone's phone was going, and everyone starts to panic, as you would... uh, As you would imagine.
0: As you you could imagine. As you could imagine. That is correct. As you can imagine. Uh, 59 baby crocodiles were recently reported stolen from a reptile park in Australia's northern territory. The hatchlings went missing last month from the Crocodilus Park where they were being held as part of a research project aimed at exploring the impacts of habitat on crocodile growth.
3: Crocodilio. Uh,
0: According to park owner Professor Graham Webb, the animals are worth several hundred dollars each, and he is 100% sure that they were stolen. He said it's happened to us before. At one stage, we know that it was young kids that were putting them in their backpacks and obviously selling them to somebody. I don't know who. And one time we saw a vehicle with five guys parked outside. Now, Professor Webb said he isn't sure exactly why people keep stealing the park's crocodiles, but noted that crocs have become a commercial commodity. You can buy crocodile products. You can buy stuffed crocodiles. You can buy things that are made from crocodiles. So I'm not sure if there's some bandit out there, but my guess is, is somebody probably interstate has decided that they're going to do something with them. Well, if he's saying six
3: to $700 a piece, there's your impetus.
0: He said $700 Uh, Police have uh, investigated the incident. No arrests have been made as of yet. This is messed up, man. The annual monsoon season has begun in India, and heavy thunderstorms have already proven to be extremely deadly in the northern and eastern parts of the country on Thursday. Just Thursday alone, lightning strikes killed 107 people. Holy crap. And injured dozens more, with the vast majority of deaths coming in the state of Bihar on the Nepal border. Uh, The area's 83 deaths were among the highest recorded in one day. Most of those killed were farm workers out in the fields. Jesus. While India's monsoons are necessary in that they replenish water supplies around the country, they are also extremely dangerous. In 2018, the most recent year where data is available, 2,300 people were killed by lightning
3: strikes. You never think of those kind of numbers. We always hear what a rare occurrence it is. Yeah. A horrifying ritual
0: during which young babies are lowered into a well has been stopped in its tracks by police. The ritual was held by an official at a Dargah, which is a common place of worship for Muslims in the state of Karnataka. Uh, and it's in southern India. Okay. Uh, police, Where everyone's getting hit by lightning. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe they're putting them down in this thing. To protect them. To protect them from the lightning. But uh, police were only informed of the practice taking place when local media reported on what was going on. A video has emerged showing a six-month-old baby placed on a cradle tied to a rope, which is then gradually lowered into a 20-foot deep well. Uh, when the when deep inside the well, the darga official asked the parents to observe their baby in the dangerous conditions as part of the ritual. And it is then... Gradually pulled up using the rope tied to it, at which point the terrified child starts to cry. Is it possible they're misinterpreting the phrase baby wellness? Maybe. The ritual was conducted based on a superstition that it would make the baby strong and shield it from any evil that it may face in the future. the saying is baby in the well. What the hell? Yeah. A, A new local media outlet reported on the shocking ritual taking place. Uh, Drawing criticism from local residents and police officers sprang into action to ban the ritual from taking place again. A fence has been erected around the well to prevent others from doing it. That's wild. Uh, And we'll wrap with a a good story. A small-scale miner, uh, a man who mines. (laughs) Right. Not an underage person. Yeah,
3: I'm tapping
0: out. And Tanzania has become an overnight millionaire after selling two rough Tanzanite stones, the biggest ever find in the country. Uh, Laser, Lazer I guess I how you say his name Earned $3.4 million From the country's mining industry For the gemstones Which had a combined weight Of about 33 pounds Or 15 kilograms For Tanzanite? Yeah, Mr. Lazer A father of more than 30 children by Holy the way, hell uh, Told the BBC that uh, there They'll were, buy a lot of rubbers He said there'll be A big party tomorrow uh, Tanzanite is only found In northern Tanzania and is used to make ornaments. Uh, it is one of the rarest gemstones on Earth, and one of lo- local geologists estimates its supply may entirely be depleted within the next 20 years. Uh, the precious stone appeal lies in its variety of hues, including green, red, purple, and blue. Its value is determined by rarity. Jeez. The finer the color or clarity, the higher the price. Mr. Laser mined the stones last week, but he sold them on Wednesday during a trading event. Until now, the largest uh, Tanzanite rock Uh, Only weighed 3.3 kilograms, so these dwarf uh, those.
3: Oh, good for him. He he needs the money, clearly. He has four wives and said that he would slaughter
0: one of his cows to celebrate. (laughs) I figured they slaughtered one of his wives. No, no. Uh, He also plans to invest in his community. He has four of them. Yeah. I want to build a shopping mall and a school. I want to build this school near my home. There are many poor people around here who can't afford to
3: take their children Uh. to school, so he wants to do that. He's going to put a second bathroom on his house, too, Preston.
0: Yeah, he might need one more for the 30 kids and and four wives.
3: All right, and that is
0: what I have in the Bizarre File. Let us take a break. When we come back, if you have watched the show Floor is Lava on Netflix... You want to be with us, or you could go watch a little bit of it right now before we talk to one of the creators. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today.
7: As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show.
0: Back with more
6: of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: We're waiting to get our uh, yeah. interview on the line. So uh, Marissa is uh, placing a call into that person. We'll get them on here in just a moment or two. Giving away our Word of the Week prize today, 20 digital movies. And uh, if you've been keeping track of the letters, that is up at the end of the show. So we will get to that in due time. Also, later on this morning, around 9 o'clock, we're going to talk to our friend, Chief Astronomer, Uh, For the Franklin Institute, Derek Pitts, always great to talk to. Um, So got wind of this program on Netflix that is the number one in the country right now on Netflix. Yeah. I found that out yesterday. Uh, You guys told me about it last week, so watched it uh, this week and immediately fell in love with it. And I can see why uh, it's taken off because we've all played this game. No, we've been wanting to play this game. let Let me take that back. We all invented this. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every one of us did. Every yeah. one of us believes that we invented the lava game as oh, a kid. Yeah. And I hypothesize that it is—it's um, just in the, the the genetics of being a human being. It's that a standard they, thing. I just think that that I think they did it in ancient Rome. And, and they had real lava and back they then. They had real lava with- back then at Pompeii
3: <laughs> uh to play with. They probably did that in Pompeii. Yeah. So Alright, get across the kitchen if you can. I think it exactly. Yeah. Right. I think it goes back to all of that. <laughs> there was no
0: prize before. reward at the end of that though. I think the prehistoric man probably played a version of this game so uh it's it's perfect and that's why it strikes a chord and one of the creators is from philadelphia from yes. what I understand. how did you come across her steve
3: so yesterday uh i we, we were talking about it on the air and had mentioned it and and uh then some i forget the gentleman's name but very nice said did you know that uh megan who we're going to talk to is from philadelphia and i said well i do now and then okay. i tweeted out to her and we started communicating on twitter and then casey picked up the ball and ran with it she's the vp of development at haymaker media which uh put this whole thing together yes. so
0: uh let's welcome from megan mcgrath or let's welcome megan mcgrath yeah. from floor is lava hey megan hi
12: how are
0: you good so where do you live now by the way
12: i'm in la so it is very early
0: please forgive me <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay it's quite all right um when did you move away Well, where where in this region are you from we'll start there and then we'll start getting into the show
12: sure i'm from boyertown um oh. so we're right on like the berks Montgomery County line. Oh yeah. We just talked um,
0: to a depends. kid from there who has the largest mouth in the world. Yeah, look at up. <laughs> he, he does. Oh, <laughs> yes. wow. Yeah, we talked to him yeah, last really
12: week. Putting us on the
0: map. Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. You are you're running with the baton now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're from Boyertown and uh yeah. and how did you get in, in development of television shows? Well,
12: I went to Temple. Um and I was going to school for communications, I sort of thought I was gonna end up in TV news. Um, And then really, you're like right before graduation, I sort of panicked and was like, I don't know if I wanna do news, I'm more interested in the entertainment side of things. So it was really either New York or LA, and I picked LA. Uh,
0: When were you going to Temple, Megan?
12: I graduated in 2012.
0: Okay. How did you not end up so, as one of our interns? At some point?
12: Yeah. Half of Temple
0: ends up being our interns. <laughs> I don't
12: know. I interned at CHL um, 17 and NBC and Philly, NBC
3: 10. All right, okay. so you made so, the rounds, and then you decided you wanted to do stuff on, on the entertainment, and you impressed me um, as someone who just has always had sort of a pop culture love. And uh, is that what fueled your desire? Did you want to be entertainment in front of the camera, or did you want to be entertainment on the side you're currently on?
12: I Yeah, no, I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I always wanted to be a producer, and I sort of stumbled into development, and it turns out I'm okay at it. So uh, that's sort of how I, yeah, I just fell into it, but it was a blessing.
0: All right, did you pitch this so, idea of Floor is Lava, or did this come from someone else? I did. No kidding.
12: No, I pitched it. Um, I mean, yeah, it's my job to think of TV shows and personally I love game shows and dating shows and challenge series and, you know, I'm co- just constantly looking at what's happening in the world, what's happening in my life and saying, "How can I turn this into a TV show? A game show?" Um, and I was back in Boyertown at my parents' house and I was reminded of playing floor is lava with my brother and I just was like, how has nobody done this before? It's right in front of our noses. Uh, You know, like you guys said, everybody thinks that they invented it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as kids, everybody plays it. Everybody thinks they're the ones who came up with it. So it was just like shocking to me that nobody else had thought of it for a TV show. And those are usually the best ideas, the ones where you're like, how
3: has nobody done this before? And you were so we're communicating back and forth on Twitter and and you are clearly blown away by the response. But like the Guardian, the Guardian has called it the show to save the summer. So, And I mean, the the funny thing, Megan, is that and I was bringing this up earlier. Even the most snooty TV critics seem to be (laughs) won over by it. That has got to be an amazing thing for you.
12: Yeah, I'm shocked. I mean, I obviously thought it was a great idea. I wouldn't have pitched it if I didn't, but uh, the reception is insane. It's been a wild week over here. Um, I think we just don't take it seriously. As producers, we don't take it seriously. The show doesn't take itself seriously. So it's, like, sort of hard for critics to take it seriously. If you're Even the people who hate it end up loving it because it's so silly and fun and
7: weird. And last night, Lin Manuel Miranda tweeted about it. How, how, oh
12: my god! <laughs> how wild is that? Uh, yeah, our text chain of executive producers sort of blew up uh, immediately. Um, he his tweet was like "floor is lava?" question <laughs> mark uh-huh. So it wasn't it wasn't anything um, you know mind blowing, but for us, we were like jumping up and down. Of course, no. yes.
0: I choose to believe. I choose to believe that he
3: loves it. And and, and, and it will should. be it will and be his should. next Broadway so, musical.
0: So let's uh let's yeah. cover <laughs> let's cover a little bit for for those who may not know, those who who may have had a horrible childhood and were <laughs> yeah. we're not aware mm-hmm. of Floor is Lava. So essentially it's a game that any kid, most kids have played where uh they're bored and and they they already made their their living room fort and now they want to do something else and they've decided that all of a sudden Everything the floor is off limits. it is lava. if you touch it, you burn to death, you die, so you've got to get from one spot to another, not touching the floor you got to jump on the autumn and then you got to crawl across the couch and then you got to make it over to you know that that little part of by the fireplace that's not right. actually floor, but yep. it's you know you can get on there and then blah blah blah. So you guys have taken it to the nth level you've taken it a la. Wipeout or Legends of the Hidden Temple. You've had themes. are not just living rooms. The first episode that I watched, I guess, is the first one of the season, has kind of an Egyptian theme to it. Right. And yeah. the room, the, the lava, it's not just a floor. You guys have filled it. They, you have these objects. They have okay. to get from one place to another. But you filled it with what looks like lava. And I'm going to ask you what that stuff is, by the way. And if people fall into the water or touch the water, then they are they're dead, they're out, and three people have to make it from one end to the other. Right. And the more you get over to the end, the better your chances and your time also comes into play as well. And the winner only gets, I think, a thousand dollars,
3: right? It's it's ten thousand, right, between three people. Is that correct, Megan? 10,000. 10,000, yeah.
12: 10, okay.
3: 10,000 and the Volcano of Victory. The Volcano, of victory, volcano of, of victory, of course. can okay. we forget. So,
0: number yeah. one, <laughs> the the uh, production side of this, the set design has got to be through the roof. And I'll tell you what, Megan, maybe people have had the idea before, but they were just like, nah, it'll never work. It's too much of a <laughs> yeah. pain in the ass. So you found the, the group that will do this. Who does this? What is that lava stuff made of? How many different rooms have you made? Let's hear a little bit about that type of thing.
12: Yeah, so we tasked a custom build shop in L.A. called Arette, and they were fantastic. They made all of our props from scratch. Um, I mean, everything needed to be calculated for safety. You had to be able to face plan on it from 10 feet high and not lose a tooth or (laughs) break an arm. Uh, So we didn't have any injuries the whole season, which I'm very happy to say. Um, and they, they killed it. They did a really, really, really good job. So we had, I mean, hundreds of people worked on this show from the painters to the prop makers, to the slime guys, to the so producers and editors. Is it
3: is, it, it is, it a, it is a, it's, so it looks very liquidy. It is lit up. It'll, it'll pulse. It'll bubble of uh, the liquid. I've heard that the, 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 sets are filled with anywhere between 80 to a hundred thousand, uh, gallons. Is that, is that even remotely correct? Yeah. Oh my God. What is yeah, that stuff?
12: Yeah. So, I can't really tell you. It's, uh, it's a secret.
5: It's
12: wow. slimy in property, um, but we spent months and months and months uh, researching it and testing it in, like, a facility in North Hollywood uh, in a dark garage with lights and glowing things. We, try- <laughs> we tried really hard to, um, you know, we we, lo- we watched real videos of lava flows in Hawaii and tried to see what we could create out of that. Um a proprietary substance. Okay. No, you don't want I will to reveal. I'll tell you that. What was that?
3: You know, you don't want to reveal it, but what what you were saying, you can tell us what?
12: Um, I can tell you that everybody who played the game is alive and well.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
12: begging me begging me to come back and play again. I've gotten hundreds of emails this week just from, you know, the contestants alone. Uh, asking when season two is and when they can come back and and play
4: a, a new game. No, and and I love how when people do fall into the lava, they they just kind of disappear and and <laughs> and the their, their, their teammates play, their teammates play along as if they have died, which I, I I do love that. I don't know if you guys are now sort you know maybe trying to develop other. Games that we've played as children, like an adult, you know, version of a hide-and-seek or or flashlight tag or, you know, ghost in the graveyard or anything like that.
12: Yeah, I mean, Erod Aal is the owner of Haymaker and my boss, and we have developed this together throughout the whole thing. Um, we, for probably six months now, have been thinking along those lines. It's lava, Flores Lava is just like... Yeah magical in that way that (laughs) it's imaginative so like every kid has played it and they're imagining the lava on the ground and now we're making it real so it's yeah it it just has that spark I think we're we're figuring we have some other stuff in the pipeline but this one by far I think is the most fun right now
2: well and you mentioned every kid playing that you've got to create a version where the kids can do it Yeah,
12: yeah, we would, we would love to. So we haven't officially gotten a season two yet. I would encourage everybody to keep watching, watch the whole season. That's how Netflix is going to know that people want more of it. Um, and we are crossing our fingers that we can do a season two, an all stars, a redemption run for the people who died, (laughs) a kids version. Yeah, so,
3: so to that to, to that point, I, I, they're they're going to be nuts if they don't renew it. The, the, you, this is a lightning <laughs> in the bottle situation because, like, they they have a, like a, a a tag game that that another network has now yeah. that they're doing and. But this again, you're right. It it is lightning in a bottle because it has those things that everyone is sort of we've wanted to do this for years. I, I think I, I when I was corresponding with you I said something we wanted to do at the big at the camp out for hunger, which is one of our the biggest charity events that we run all year. But yeah. the logistics of it are just just too difficult. Mm-hmm. Between the presentation and everything, again they're gonna be nuts if they don't do it. But I'm wondering if in a post COVID environment, if Netflix or you would have any desire in sort of pop-up versions of this going around the country in support and promotion of the show.
12: Yeah, we've gotten a lot of that, too. Um, People are asking about, like, an escape room version where they can play in real life. Um, You know, there's a lot of magic in the TV and film industry world, so it would be expensive. It is expensive now to produce, so uh, we would love to figure it out. I think that would be so much fun for people to be able to
0: play in real life i i would be i would be in line to do it i don't think i could i think i would hurt myself if i tried to do it to be honest <laughs> well, yeah. you it. yeah. it's safe i i know but like yeah. my shoulder and stuff i mean just swinging from one thing to another it would mess up but listen megan a number of texts coming in and a few people are asking and here's my uh-huh. i'll give you my thought before you give your answer is how what what the temperature of the liquid is people are like is it actually hot is it at least lukewarm i'll bet you it's actually cold because it's hard to keep liquid like that warm and I'll bet it looks hot but it's actually cold. What do you know?
5: I
12: know that I can't tell you that. Oh
4: <laughs> really? you you can't ruin its question. It's lava. Is it more slippery than water? Can you tell us that
12: it's definitely slippery. Okay. Um right. it's not water. It's definitely slippery. Okay. Um and you can see that all the people that are sliding on the object the obstacles <laughs> and face planting um yes it's definitely slippery but the contestants throughout have maintained that it was hot And Megan um,
3: they they sell know. it as, as as Casey said with yeah. everyone everyone sells it they the show is edited in such a way that when someone falls into the lava, you don't see them again and, and that's, yeah. that is a really wonderful conceit was that a I I assume it was a critical part of the decision making to sell the drama, correct? Yeah, it has to be. It it, it worked so well.
12: We, surprisingly, we didn't have to give them, the contestants, much direction as far as, you know, what they needed to do. I think when you walk in that room for the first time and you see the set and the lava, it sort of like unleashes your inner eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. everybody just really, really went for it. They had fun. They played. They were dramatic and over-the-top and campy, and it was so much fun. Um, and we were, you know, adamant from the beginning that once people fell in, that would be the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I sort of I sort of love the fact that they don't come back up. I feel like it elevates oh, the
0: That's it. That's everything. It's everything. It's <laughs> excellent. And actually, real quick, I, I saw a text come in that says, I watched this with my four- and two-year-old. Didn't know they would edit the way they did and pretended to react like they didn't know you would ever see them again. And my kids cried (laughs) because they thought someone died. And I'm sure you're getting reaction like that. And I immediately thought of like The Running Man. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, the movie where people would actually die in the contest. What's the feedback been from parents? I'm sure you get a handful of people who are actually a little bit miffed about it. But I would imagine most people get it.
12: People are having a lot of fun with it. We, I've been getting tons of uh, videos and pictures on Twitter and Instagram of kids watching it with their eyes covered, you know, or running in and out of the room just to like see what happened. I, I think, I think everybody likes that aspect of it. It yeah. feels a little dangerous, but it's not. You know, after their run, you see all of them talking again. They yeah. were interviewed after, uh, after they fell in, so you know that everybody's alive and well. But. Um, yeah, I think it elevates the tension in a really beautiful way.
4: And yeah. I uh, definitely something
12: that needed to happen on this
5: on this
4: show. You're right. Yeah, I definitely felt uh, tense while watching the the, the show. Um yeah. I, I want to ask when you guys were developing this. I'm 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 fairly certain that early on you guys knew that you were going to have a hit on your hands. How secretive did you guys need to be to make sure that uh, you know somebody else didn't? Uh, you know, maybe try and beat you to the punch. And then when you were trying to sell it, you know, and uh, it ended up on Netflix. Um, you know, yeah. did you bring it to uh, other outlets or was Netflix the one?
12: It, yeah, we we took it a bunch of places. Um, the feedback that we got early on was that it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's an expensive show. It's uh, it's big and scary to have a hundred thousand gallons of lava. Like we, we weren't even allowed to use a traditional soundstage out here in LA. We actually shot in an old Ikea building, um, in Burbank, ah. uh, because the lava was very heavy and none of the sound stages wanted that, you know, liability on their hands. So Ikea ended up being the perfect spot. Um, so we had to get creative and figure out how we could make it happen. Um, but Netflix loved it from the beginning. Our execs over there are fantastic and they really believed in it. And I mean it it's we've been working on it for a long time. So it's nice that it came out, the world really seems to love it. I think right now we're number two in the world on Netflix
3: and number one that's, in a bunch wow. of different It's insane. Countries. It's so cool. By <laughs> the way,
0: if you're just tuning in, it's uh Megan McGrath who's from Boyertown, by the way, and she created the show that's taking off on Netflix. It's called the uh, Floor's Lava. And and to uh follow up on, on Casey's question, Megan, about uh, you know, intellectual property and so forth, when you have an idea like this and you start shopping it around how do you protect yourself a, a how do you make sure nobody else has done it before? even pitch the idea because you can get yourself into trouble as if you may have stolen the yeah. idea and then how do you protect yourself from somebody else doing that type of thing taking your idea away from you?
5: I mean
12: the truth is that you just have to move quickly um we I thought of this I brought it to Erod we were out pitching it in probably a week um, and I think, yeah, you just have to beat other people. It's very competitive. There's, so, no there's, way it's
0: so there's no legal, you know, uh, protocol that you follow to make sure that we had this idea first?
12: I mean, nobody had ever pitched it to us and nobody had ever pitched it to Netflix. Um, well, who knows? Maybe somebody pitched it to a different network and they passed on it Um we had no idea about that. Netflix has no idea about that, so okay. we were in the clear.
3: Um, yeah, and I mean, also, yeah, it's a it's a really general concept, funny. Megan. I mean, like it's it's like hide and go seek. It, it's like you know, it's it's yeah. been around forever. It would be, it, it as you said, and in Casey's point about, you assumed everyone jumped in it, but again, this this to do it and execute it the way you did it, th- there are different touches and things that you clearly, as the the showrunner on this, brought to it that, you know, might have been hard for other people to fathom or understand what your approach is going to be, and that's what's making it the hit.
12: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, thank you for saying that. I mean, I I think, you know, it's not enough just to have a good idea. Um, you, you know, it's all about the environment that it comes out in. I think right now the world is heavy and dark, and there's yeah. a lot of bad things happening, and people are just looking for a laugh, an easy laugh, something not too heady or cerebral. Um, and this sort of fits that. I think people are also missing sports.
1: And yes. there's
12: uh, this sort of fills that void in an interesting way. Um, yeah, it just it feels like it was the perfect storm of things happening. It's a good idea. It was well executed, but it's also like America and the world
3: Sort of needed, needed, needed it, yeah, like
5: in the
12: mood so, a little
3: bit, yeah, so if you can scrape together a Tiger King game, then you got everything, <laughs> yeah. speaking of that, do you think right, uh, do you think any any celebs will approach you
0: guys wanting to be on the show, and would you entertain that?
8: We would
12: love it, I mean, we all lost our minds when Lynn Manuel Miranda posted about it, <laughs> Kristen Bell posted about it on her Instagram story, um you know. Yeah, we would love it. We, like I said, we haven't officially been picked up for a season two.
3: Um, but It's a no-brainer. Yeah, It's going to happen. We hit number one. And by the way, I could see Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard easily getting
0: on board. Yeah, and I that. would watch. It was just yeah, watch
3: I, it in general. Yeah. It, it, like, th- that's why it was cool to get you on now, because people over the weekend looking for something to do, check out the show, send yeah. those numbers up, and ensure a second season. And besides, you're from the area. We have to support you.
12: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, you know what? They're probably gonna they're probably gonna put a bear out in your honor in Boyertown, Megan. <laughs> on the street somewhere. Uh with your picture. Wow. In. Me and that me
12: and that uh the big mouth guy. Yeah, the
3: kid with the big yeah. mouth,
0: Phil with yeah. the giant mouth.
3: It, man. It's a, it's a story for the ages. Yeah. Well that's
0: cool. Yeah. we're we're wow. we're very happy for you, and we're very happy for us because we get to watch this show. So <laughs> congratulations.
12: <laughs> Thank you. Keep watching. Everybody finish the series so we can, uh, we can make more. We would nice. love to make
0: more. Are you going to go back to bed now? It's 540 a.m. where you are.
12: I absolutely am. All right. <laughs> All,
0: right. <laughs> All right, Megan, thanks for getting up early. We appreciate it, and congratulations to you.
12: Thank you for having me.
0: You bet. Thanks. Megan McGrath, yes!
3: Uh God. That's wild. She's going to make a gazillion dollars. The The odds against again, because we talk about the shows, you know, they miniature golf and all that. This, so everyone's kind of flirting with stuff in and around this. Yes, but this went right down the middle between a few other concepts and pay dirt.
0: I did watch. I was telling you, Steve. I watched Holy Moly last night. Great show, the miniature golf show, which is done in Wipeout style. In fact, they do it on the set of Wipeout, from what I understand. They had this, this these two women facing off against each other case they put them in flame retardant suits <laughs> oh and they had these fire breathing dragons no breathing fire on them and so much so that they the heart parts of them were were um flammable <laughs> and so they were they were on fire while Stop
3: they, it <laughs> really we were this? playing manager golf. it was great
0: yeah it was great so uh, i love this type of stuff but this one this has that it, Steve, it's about
3: the people when they go in the lava and they disappear. It's great. It's excellent. And you know, when you got into the game as a kid, and that's what it taps into, that primal, yes. visceral, nostalgic feel, whether it was like a shag carpet or whatever you had on your floor, you, you just, I have to avoid this at all costs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could make a game
0: called Fort where two teams have to take all the items in the room right. and, make a, and make a fort out of it the room. Room. and they get judged oh, it. on it <laughs> as who makes the yeah. best well, most inventive fort.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean what if it's if how the that. presentation like Lego, the Lego game yeah. where the people are pulling their, you know, their Lego things anything as long as it's this has presentation to it and that's yeah. what's making it work. I'd love to find out what that lava is about though my guess is Okay. It's a hybrid. There's a number of texts coming in about that that, uh, that
0: people have seen. There was one, Nick. Yeah, here you go. says the there's an article yeah. on Newsweek Stop about it. this. That the lava is a different blend of slime dyed red. It's water, food starch, and xanthac, xanthan gum, which I guess is something that they use to thicken Right, a thickening agent of right. sorts. So.
4: I was wondering why people, were, the contestants, were being so cautious on things, and it must, it must be, like, really, really slippery.
2: Yeah, you can tell that it is, the way they slide off of it. Like, it's something that you could normally just grab onto and be fine. They're holding on for dear life and then end up losing and falling in.
0: And one thing I didn't know is if they, uh, and I should have asked her, is if your foot even touches it, I think you're, you're out. You're out. Okay. And I don't know, though, they they they
2: because they're holding, all, like, they are, they, some of them try to get themselves back up. Okay. So I would imagine I, I, if they are trying it, to get themselves back up, they might be safe if they get up
3: there. I think you're right. In the game, you would have to. I think both feet, you'd have to fall. That would constitute falling into the lava. But if you jumped, I forget how we play. You know, kids never keep to the rules that they deserve. I forget how we played it. Well, it no, was well, just more about doing it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah.
2: transform so that you win.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's
2: I'm, really a new, how, I'm a new how was, guy. Yeah.
4: Uh, the one guy I saw in, I think it was episode two the reason why i think you, even if you touch it you're out is is he was on a chest and he was really really hanging on and they yeah. were like and the the host rutledge was saying like oh he's he's almost touched. he's almost out and then he ended up falling into the lava himself but he was indicating just you know th- th- the way he was commenting that if he even touched
3: it, he was out. But I don't know. You know, there's also sort of the, that rock climbing element where they're going across, like, the uh, the, the mantle, you yeah. know, on the edge mm-hmm. and, and trying yep. to hold on. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some skill <laughs> yeah. involved. So
4: locally here, Tobias Harris from the Sixers, uh, he tweeted at Boban, uh, who those guys were, like, besties. Uh, he was like, dude, Boban, me and you, floor is lava. Let's <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, Boban is, what, 7'5"? Yeah.
0: You know, you could he could basically use him as a bridge. Nice. Yes. By the way, somebody texted in and says, this is in my best Bill Weston voice. And then they wrote it in caps. I'm Facebook friends with Megan. I knew about this show for months. Congratulations, girl. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Oh, man. Um, All right. uh, We should take a break because we have another guest we're going to get to in just a moment. Keep in mind, we also give away our Word of the Week prize on a Friday. So that is at the end of the show. We will be back in just a moment. So make sure you stay with us. Derek Pitts from the Franklin Institute will be on next.
1: Steve show podcast ninety three WMMR, everything that rocks
0: we are gonna have uh Derek Pitts of the Franklin Institute on in just a moment they do these uh, awesome uh night skies events at the observatory that are going on and they're happening on Facebook now so we'll talk to Derek about uh, the particulars now you can get that we got a couple of minutes before uh, we do get to him, so maybe we can chat about some other things before that. Mm. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese has
3: filed for bankruptcy. No! Yeah, I saw that. That doesn't mean they're going out of business. It's to protect them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I this... meant to say protect, and I let the T out. I'm sorry. I, said, what? Pr- I protect. said proact them.
0: Proact them.
3: Yes, which is a new thing. They're being proacted. Yeah. Uh, but they have,
0: yeah, they filed for bankruptcy. And we are just talking people- about them. A lot of people are filing for bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they, uh, as you would imagine, as you can imagine, uh, they changed their name so that um, uh, people wouldn't know they were ordering pizza from Chunky Cheese. <laughs> and as we
3: said, the pizza's actually not bad. It is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that
0: is. I'm wondering, the
3: um, the so they're not, there's, are they closing locations? They're just filing for bankruptcy uh, on, and protection.
0: Throw it away. Hold on.
3: I'm just curious.
0: Filing for bankruptcy protection, and uh, they were tipped into doing so by the pandemic. After already struggling before, it began Chuck E. Cheese and his franchise owners have 734 restaurants in 47
3: states and 16 countries. Is it possible to rebrand this?
2: They, they've got as to. fine I, restaurants. Well, no, no not fine Steven
3: Star level restaurants. <laughs> Charles with, Cheese
2: with games and toys,
3: right? Charles Cheese cast. Charles <laughs> Edward Cheese. Cheese. Charles Edward cheesing Test. Well,
2: listen. The first part of your statement, I, started, I was going to agree with you. They, yeah. they do need to rebrand because there are so many other options. Like to be quite honest with you, I don't really know how they're still open. You know, with things like uh, sure. Urban Air and those those bounce parks. That have and, all, and all and of stuff. That. Yeah. I mean, it's so much. And then and now with like the um, what's the uh, where you put the goggles on the virtual the VR stuff. The VR stuff. Right. Like, no, then, no, you're right. They're doing birthday parties, so they're going to have to. They have to rebrand in some way. Hey, your
3: okay. kids do kids routinely press into your do, you, do you young kids? You see young kids at these escape rooms enjoying them, or is it no, something more? No, no, it's, it's a more, little
0: too complicated.
3: That's what I was thinking. You know for what for
0: though, the young but kids,
2: they they really should do one that's specifically for kids because that's what Jace wants for his. Just birthday. a
3: hallway with a door at the end. Kathy, there are a couple of them. Like
0: yeah. I know, Expedition Escape has some for okay. for younger kids. Okay. so they they have one specifically for that, so you can look into that. Well, that
2: one. that one that was in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Five wits maybe yeah. it was called. It closed, but they, oh. they did kids' birthday parties. God okay but I never it was, got to that. That was kind of like it wasn't um as in depth of an escape room as the Correct. other ones. You, yep. Did you in do fact, it?
0: No, I never did. You could you could do all three of them if you wanted. In one to. day. So yeah. it was uh it was a little bit of an easier uh uh, an easier uh, contest, but sorts. a good
3: entree if yeah. you wanted to get into that. I yeah. mean, you, you're you're now. You guys are aficionados of the escape room.
0: By the way, here's here's a little known fact about uh, Chuck E. Cheese. I did not know this. It was uh, it opened in 1977 by Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell in San Jose, California. So oh. he's the guy that started right that on. whole thing. Oh, pretty interesting. All right. Uh, do you want to add something, Case?
4: No, 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 no. We have uh, more important things to do All right, here. Yep,
0: we're going to go to our guest who is on the line and ready to go. And like I said, uh, the Thursday night skies, night skies at the observatory are a very cool thing. You can do this via Facebook. Uh, but we love talking to him because every time we just, you know, my, I, afterwards I'm just like, oh. There's so much knowledge here, so You write
3: much. his name on your notebook. I
0: do. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Derek <laughs> Pitts. Mrs. Derek Pitts. <laughs> I write that down all the time. No, please welcome the chief astronomer of the Franklin Institute, Mr. Derek Pitts. Hey, Good Good hey Derek, how you doing, man? I, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm a little nervous, but but I'm good. Uh, yeah. did, did we make you nervous with the whole Mrs. Derek Pitts thing? Mrs. Derek Pitts. <laughs> yeah. I uh, on on my way into work this this morning, and I and I should check more often of what the celestial bodies are that I see in the sky. But you know, we're up really really early, and by the time uh, I'm on the road, we're just seeing a little bit of twilight. Which when the planets are in the uh, uh in in the visible sky um when you just start to get a little daybreak they really pop in the sky and i saw a really bright planet this morning uh which was he- it was i was heading in so it was it was east any idea what it might have been that i saw this morning derek huh
11: well it was either a ufo okay. Have <laughs> green and white flashing lights you saw it too <laughs> no 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 okay no no that's later wait that's later the summer okay oh, all well. right so here's what you saw okay you, 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 it's great that you were seeing this. You know, you picked the perfect time to be out there to see it. I mean, I know you're on your way to work, but the morning sky before sunrise is a great time to see what you saw. This is a planet. The big bright one you saw is the largest one in the solar system. I will give you one guess, oh. and its name begins
0: with a J. Yeah. Uh that was uh Juniperio. <laughs> no, Jupiter. So that
3: was Jupiter that I saw. Yes, yes, that's wow. Jupiter. Uh is that not it's the coolest? It was beautiful. Jupiter. We yeah. were just talking about Europa. And uh uh, uh the uh the, the um the idea, Preston had brought up an article, uh Derek, about uh the uh, now it's still a it's still a planetoid, Pluto is considered a planetoid, correct?
11: Yes. Right now, what it's considered is it's considered to be the largest dwarf planet. Okay. We've created, we've created this whole sort of category of dwarf planets, and Pluto is the largest of the dwarf planets. And as it turns out, there's a number of objects in this category of dwarf planets out beyond Pluto. So we had to include Pluto in that as the largest. So I think of it
3: as the king of the dwarf planets. The king of the, the – it's like the, the, the tallest dwarf. But – Yes. Um, it, he, the, the notion had been forwarded that, uh, there is this ocean that might be under the, I guess, like a crust of the surface of, of Pluto. And, and, um, uh, what, what can you, ex- can you expand on that for us? Because,
11: oh, our limited man. perceptions. I love this. I love this. So there's a series of moons out in that region of the solar system. Jupiter has one. Saturn has a couple of them. And here's the deal. They are. Uh, covered by an icy crust. And when you look at this crust, you know, through the photographs taken by the space probes that have been out there, you see all these ridges and things on the surface. And scientists figure out figured out that this is an icy crust. Now, it's several kilometers thick, but here's the kicker. Underneath that icy crust is an ocean of liquid water. Like water like what we find here on earth okay so that's the first kicker all right so
3: so let me uh, let me wrap our brains around that because where you have water you have a key element for for life well yes and it goes a little bit beyond that
11: yes that's right you've got this key element for life but guess what it's liquid so that means there's some kind of process going on with that moon and the big planet that allows the water temperature to stay above freezing all right Mm. now under the icy crust, you have liquid water. It's, ice, it's, it's, uh, it's dark because there's no sunlight getting through, and the pressures down near the core are pretty high. Well, wait a minute. This is exactly like the environment here on Earth at the deepest portions of our ocean. Huh. It's exactly the same. Yeah. But guess what? Here on our planet, there is all kinds of crazy life forms down there. So who's to say that these <laughs> moons yes. don't also have some crazy life forms living in those liquid water oceans? So
3: you're saying, like the like the Mariana's Trench, you know? And we know for a fact. I mean, the case has been made many times before. There, there, is, there are parts of our own planet that have had very little exploration, mm. and stuff is always being discovered. So you, in your in your time spent researching all this, I assume the good money is on something some life form being in the water there perhaps the water that that apparently is is uh, pops up occasionally on mars the water perhaps that apparently is under the surface of europa is europa a similar situation with a a crust and an ocean underneath it
11: yes right so so mars has all of its water locked up in the soil frozen in the soil like permafrost right okay so don't think of don't think of any liquid water oceans on Mars currently. Don't think of any huge reservoirs underground. Right. Think of it just like permafrost, okay? Now, Europa totally different. Europa is a moon that has a liquid water
4: ocean that's capped by an icy crust. <laughs> that blows my mind. <laughs> it should. It yeah.
9: should blow your mind.
4: Derek, Absolutely. I mean All right, so you're an astronomer, you're the chief astronomer, but you also you have to um you have to know a little bit of geology as well, don't you think?
11: Oh, yeah, that's my other background. That's, okay. I'm a geologist. Yeah. Right. All right. So I'm totally jazzed by this because of the, the similarity of conditions between that moon's oceans and the Marianas Trench-like regions here on Earth, where we know there's all kinds of really wild, unusual-looking creatures that have evolved in that environment.
3: Well, there's – and they're the saying that, you know, nature finds a way, like they're, they're you know uh, there there is actually there's a, there's a found footage science fiction movie called uh, it has to i forget the exact title of mission to europa but it, it posits that they land there and they do find life in in that water um what do you think statistically give us a you know so let's say 1 to 100 what's the what, what's the the percentage what's the likelihood of at some point life being found in some of this water
11: oh uh... See, that's a really tough one to say. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really tough one to say. And, you know, and, and, and the, the, the tantalizing thing here is you say, wow, we've got all these conditions that are similar to what we have here on Earth. Yeah, that's great, but the problem is it's not Earth. Yeah. Okay. So that really makes you then take a step back and pause and say, while, it's, while the conditions are great and the possibility, you know, goes up, you know, that something could be found. We always have to say that there's also the possibility that we won't find anything there, too. Yeah, true. So if I were to say, I, I, you know what, I'd, I, my optimist, my really, really optimistic side says, ooh, 50-50. Okay, but that's because I want to see alien creatures. Yes,
3: just like in the abyss, because you know they're water dwellers. So Without
4: going to South Street, okay? Yeah, <laughs> nice. Okay, all right. so uh, Derek, I, all right. So as an astronomer, you're you're looking at computer models and you're looking through telescopes and all that stuff. But I know that you also look with your own two eyes with wonderment into the the, the abyss that is space. Now, right. I also. I'm just sort of I'm, I'm I'm propping up my question here. I, I also I see a lot of dumb things on on social media, but I also see a lot of really good ideas that that really kind of sound dumb at the same time. And one thing I saw on Twitter, I want to say was earlier this week, was perhaps an international lights out day or lights out night. You know, that in cities all across the world, where if you shut out every single light in the city. So that you you um, you get rid of all the light pollution so that everybody can just look up to the night sky and, and see um, what you normally can't see because of all the light pollution. What are your thoughts on something like that? You know,
11: I think I love that idea. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? There is not one thing wrong with doing that four times a year. And here's the reason why. If you do it four times a year that increases the probability that everybody across the planet will have the opportunity to really appreciate the beauty of the night sky. I mean, for six hours on a night to have the lights off so people can see what the universe really looks like, that would be wonderful. Do you know that we're raising whole generations of children in urban areas that have no idea what the night sky looks like? Right. And you know what that does? That squashes their dreams of any kind of occupation or education that's connected to the sky at all, whether it's aviation or space travel or astronomy or any kind of dreaming, because they have no real knowledge of what the night sky is. Right. Are mm-hmm. So yeah. I love that idea. I would champion that idea for sure.
0: Okay. Hey, I wanted to ask, Derek, since we were talking about, you know, potential for amazing discoveries on uh, bodies in our own solar system, um, you know, the, the complexities of being able to study these things and not in person but with probes and things like that yeah. of being able to get to uh, being able to get to Mars which we've done a number of occasions but going beyond that and getting to a place like uh um uh, Europa and so on um that stuff can i think from an engineering standpoint or at least theoretically be done but there are so many places to go and so many things to see How in the world does NASA and these organizations decide what they're going to take on?
11: So NASA has a very clear plan that they've laid out for exploring the solar system. And what they've decided to do is twofold. Number one, they want to collect as much information as they possibly can from every object in the solar system so that they have this huge compilation of information that they can draw on for clear, concise understanding of you know, the existence of these objects then number two plan is we need to figure out whether or not there's any other life anywhere in reach of you know what we can get to and so their plan has always been follow the water okay very simple just follow the water okay. and so that's what they've done And every place they've gone to is they've looked to see if there's any possibility of liquid water that would provide an environment where life might develop okay so they had those two things and that's what has driven them to be able to do these things. And so, you know, nobody's really. Many people sort of gloss over this, but guess what? NASA has sent a space probe to every planet of the solar system. Mm.
3: Wrap your brain around that. That's yeah. that's effing. And I know, I know for a fact that that. Well, maybe it's not a fact. Maybe I've been misinformed. I'm going to ask you to verify. Water has been found on the dark side of the moon in craters. Is that? A fact or is? Oh,
11: yeah, absolutely, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a total fact. They found frozen water, ice, in craters on the moon that sort of exist right at the edge, uh, at the north and south poles, that exist right on the edge between light and dark. So, in a crater that's deep enough, right at the poles, that crater can be shadowed enough from sunlight for ice like water ice, to collect and freeze there. And that's what's happened. Now, it's not that it's, not that it's raining on the moon <laughs> or it's snowing on the moon, but as it turns out, the way that sunlight interacts with minerals on the surface of the moon can free hydrogen and oxygen in a way that they can bind into ice crystals in the very cold environment. Wow. So does that not? That, that does blow my mind. That
3: blows, you, should. <laughs> blows your mind. It does blow your
11: mind. Yeah. But here's the, here's the thing that really should blow your mind about this stuff. I love the guys, the theoreticians who figure out that this is what they should be looking for. But the geniuses, are the engineers yeah. that build the tools to find this
8: stuff? It's I don't know how they do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> it, that's why. That's why I'm so fascinated, uh, uh, Derek, with the the origins of the space program and the limited technology that those guys were able to. What they've I, I was telling Steve about this. I was looking at the uh, the Apollo program. That our your your iPhone has three million times the amount of commuting the computing power. Then the entire Apollo program combined, and they did all of that with that.
11: Yeah, yeah. And that gives you a new, a newfound respect for the bravery of the men who went Yes, because, you know, they were working with, like, Tinker Toys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Right. Remember that? Remember when you were a kid, there were these little plastic phones that you played with and you would dial it and they would like
3: ring a little bit. And that kind of, that's, that's the kind of technology. Yeah. That's yeah. Technology no, that's that have, that's that's yeah. not, hyper- not hyperbolic to say that. That's it, exactly right. Derek. So uh, yeah. this this is Nick, by the way. Um, one of the times when
7: we spoke, you were telling me about uh, the fact that you've been able to been lucky enough to go to Hawaii and, and do some of the uh, astronomy from there, from one of the observatories in Hawaii. Have you been able to travel at all since the pandemic began? And if not, when do you think you'll be able to travel again?
11: I have not traveled. I am not taking any chances. You know, the coronavirus and COVID-19. I mean, this is a serious, serious situation. And the way in which this is transmitted, you know, by water droplets from people speaking and singing and all those other kinds of things, this is not a joke. And I, for one, am not willing to take any chances with this. So I'm doing exactly what Samuel L. Jackson said, which was... Stay the you know what, <laughs> <at home. laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that video, but you got to see that video, yeah. and that's what he says. He says, "Stay home." That's number one. Number two, if I go out, if I have to go out, I am all set up with the masks, the gloves, the everything I need because I need to do my part out of respect for everybody else to get everybody to do the same thing. Because even if you're, even if you are asymptomatic you can still transmit this disease and 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 that's the kind of transmission that we really cannot have so everybody has to participate so I'm doing my job and everybody else needs to do their job too until we come up with a vaccine guess what you wear a seatbelt when you drive in your car right Well, why can't you wear a face mask? It's not that difficult. I agree. It's just not that difficult, right? And it's not you that you're protecting. I mean, yes, it's you, but you're also protecting your family and your loved ones, especially those that are in high-risk categories. All you have to do is put the mask on.
2: Derek, in your free time, do you shop at Target or anything like that?
11: (laughs) Uh. Boy, if I had free time, I would not. Uh, never mind. No, I don't have free
2: time. Have free
11: time Why time do
0: you, you ask that, target. Kathy?
2: Because I found this really cool spaceship wire lamp at Target. <laughs> and it, no, I'm telling you, it's actually, it's absolutely adorable. So I just was wondering if, if he did, like, normal things like that.
3: You don't but have I'll, time.
11: I'll go online. I'll go online and see if I can find it. Thanks for that. I'll, ah. s- I'll send you
2: the link. But, yeah.
11: I, but you know what I do have? You know what? My wife got me this really, really cool gift, the coolest gift ever. She got me a scale model of the SpaceX uh, Falcon 9 rocket ship. Wow. It's that's awesome. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And you know what? She surprised me. It just showed up one day. It showed up the day before the last SpaceX mission launched, taking astronauts to space station.
0: Uh, we're that's actually crazy. watching right now on NASA TV. There's a spacewalk happening live as we speak. Um,
11: spacewalk happening live now. Yeah. And SpaceX is going to launch a rocket tomorrow afternoon at four 4.18 oh. p.m., Carrying uh, 57 more satellite, Starlink satellites into orbit, bringing the full complement of those Starlink communication satellites up to nearly 600.
3: Derek, speak to the importance of SpaceX and the, the reentry of this country into being active as far as launching. A lot of times we've been piggybacking off uh, you know, Russian um, uh, uh, launches, but how important is SpaceX to everything?
11: I think SpaceX is critical in this new, uh, sort of this, this new space race. And the reason why they're critical is because they've come across, they've developed a the capability that none of the other national space agencies, United States, Russia, China, France, none of them developed this kind of capability that cuts the price of access to space dramatically, making it possible for more to happen. That's the first thing. But the second thing is that they've been driving this innovation of what to do to get to space and how to do it. And that's critically important for two reasons. Number one, not only does it uh, enhance your ability to live, work, uh, access, live, and work in space safely, but the other thing it does is it drives the technologies, the surrounding technologies as well, and pulls those up. Now, the United States has been a leader in this in the world since the 1950s. And what we've done by not incorporating these kinds of um, advances into our space agency is that we've given up some of our lead. And that's a that's not a good thing. No, not a good thing. No, it also it also is part of the shield that we have in our military industrial complex that protects us from other countries that don't like us. Yeah. Let me know that. That even sounds hyperbolic, but guess what? If you think about it, you know, all of this is all tied together. So it's it's really important for us to be to have our security be as top notch as possible so that we can be leaders in every single situation so that we can protect ourselves when we need
3: to. Lest we forget the, the, the race to the moon was born out of a a fear in part that Soviet Russia was going to dominate space. Mm -hmm. And that Kennedy laid out that what seemed at that time, an absurd timeline. And lo and behold, the country did it, which is, which is amazing. So
11: it, it, it is
3: something as we start to do this. And as this tech is being launched into space, A scene in gravity came to mind, and we know that there is the issue of space debris and so on and so forth. And and how is that being managed, mitigated, or is it even being addressed, or is there anything in place to diminish that issue?
11: There's nothing in place currently to diminish that issue. However, SpaceX has taken the first step by developing the technology that returns the booster for reuse. Right. Mm. That's a tremendous step forward. But there are other technologies that are currently in development that will try to alleviate this problem of space junk. Right. Um, one idea is to attach small boosters to some of the space junk so that it can be driven out of orbit and burn up on reentry Uh, into the Earth, into the Earth's atmosphere. Okay, that's a cool idea. Another thing to do is to attach something like a mass of foam that will cause the object (laughs) to spin oddly out of orbit and burn up on reentry. You can capture it in nets and bring it back. There's there's a number of different possible scenarios. One scenario actually also uh, sends a robot up to refuel those satellites that have simply run out of fuel to make them useful again. Mm. So, but this is all really important because as that space junk grows, the risk of those objects crashing into each other becomes greater and greater, and this turns into something called the Kessler syndrome. If you blow a satellite apart through collision, what you've done is you've created hundreds, if not thousands more, objects traveling like bullets at 17,500 miles per hour. Well, they're only going to hit other objects and cause even more of that to happen. If that gets too far along, you have a cascading effect in which this is beginning to happen throughout the space
3: junk realm. Did you think that that? I really don't want that. Did you think that depiction in gravity was fairly accurate to uh, to a a situation as you described?
11: Yeah, the concept that was put across there was accurate. The concept that this could happen is that solid. You know, if we try to work out the actual trajectories of each and every little piece you know cgi isn't going to be able to cover that exactly according to the principles of physics but hey guess what you got the general idea didn't you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i know
3: i i i have a couple of questions i jotted down and it's it's great to have you on so i gotta ask this you have you have a, a spacecraft that is completely resilient cannot be affected by environmental conditions. You have a space suit that is completely resilient and cannot be affected by environmental uh, uh, conditions. What is the first planet in our solar system you go to visit? Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. All right, here we go.
11: So I really want to go to Mars because I want to walk around on the surface and do the geology and all that kind of stuff, right? But, but... Who can resist going out to Saturn so you can sort of like pretend to play hockey on the rings of Saturn? <laughs> <laughs> Come
0: on, right?
3: Uh, all yeah,
8: is Flyers jersey and <laughs> <laughs> right all set, right?
3: Saturn is just right. such such a majestically, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's 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 the classic. You see the rings, are, and you're you're automatically like, oh, that's it, you well, know, it's an amazing.
0: I'm, I'm glad you brought up Saturn because, Derek, and if you're just tuning in, Chief Astronomer Derek Pitts of the Franklin Institute, the gas giants are, they, they kind of boggle my mind. I mean, they're called a planet, but do they really have a surface? I mean, can you walk on that stuff?
11: Yeah, the, and the answer is no, you can't walk on it. But guess what? That's not one of the criteria to be a planet. You don't have to be able to walk on it. All it has to do is have – to be a planet, it has to have enough mass that it can pull itself into a spherical shape, and it has to be in an orbit around the sun, and it has to have cleared its orbital path of all its debris. And those are the that's, – that's almost okay. all that's required for an object to be a planet. So okay. can you fly through Saturn? Yes, you can. Well <laughs> – if you had the right like equipment. Fly, yeah. but yes, you can. What? Yeah, so if you fly in, you can fly through the upper layers of Jupiter and Saturn without any problem at all. But the problem is that as you go deeper in, the temperatures, the pressures all get much higher, and the conditions just get way more dynamic, and there's no way that anything could survive that. But for all of the upper layer stuff, Oh yeah, you can easily fly through that without any problem at all.
3: It's wow. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah, one of the, it really
11: one, is amazing.
3: One of the things that was brought up, Preston, brought up the uh about uh plans as far as the uh the asteroid deflection um Uh, things that they're talking about implementing, and perhaps I forget exactly what... what. Yeah, there was one. They just named it Derek.
0: They gave it an official name to the the, (laughs) the (laughs) body. that Yeah, DART was what they called it, the the, the program. And then they they named this object that they're going to try to deflect. So as we were talking about that yesterday. Cool,
11: cool, cool. Well, you know, one of the mitigation uh, techniques that's being discussed is to send up a large enough spacecraft that, you know, it has a good supply. Are you ready for this? cocoa powder cocoa powder cocoa powder right and you spread the cocoa powder across one side of the asteroid and what happens is because that side of the asteroid is darker the asteroid heats differentially as it rotates around in the solar system. And that differential heating will contribute to changing the trajectory of the asteroid.
3: (laughs) Wow.
4: I was actually expecting a uh, a punchline. I I, I was like,
3: (laughs) that's the side you eat first.
11: I didn't tell you that
4: the spacecraft has to be flown by Bruce Willis.
3: Uh, (laughs) Armageddon, yes. I'm I'm sure it's an incredibly accurate movie uh well that's yeah that's i had not heard that that's a fascinating concept okay that makes sense because i remember derek when i was a kid they had
0: this little science object you could buy it was a light bulb shaped thing it had a little spinning top in the middle of this one side was painted black the other side was painted white and because of the heat difference it would actually spin around it would it was being pushed by that so that's a similar concept i guess
11: I still have one of those things. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I like those. I've been fascinated with those, too. Hey, speaking of Saturn, just so you know, you saw Jupiter in the pre-dawn sky. Yes. That planet, along with its, uh, its cousin, Saturn are going to be backing into the evening sky. And what I mean by that is right now they are rising. Jupiter rises at about 1030 in the evening. Saturn is right behind it. So right now, by midnight, they're both up in the east-southeastern sky. So whoever's up late, east-southeastern sky, Jupiter and Saturn, you can see them. But All right, I,
8: not I... up that late.
11: They're going to be rising earlier and earlier as we go into the summer, so they'll be well placed for evening summer
3: viewing. All right, I have a quick question, then Casey has something. There, there is a device I've seen advertised; it looks pretty amazing. It is a, it's it's a, what they're calling a telescopic camera that you set, and it it finds in your sky um, all of the whether it be Jupiter or Saturn or whatever, and 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 all sorts of stuff. And it takes a it takes a photograph. It's it's designed to take a photograph of what is in your night sky. Are you, do you know what I'm talking about? It, it, it's wow, it, and, and that's it, kind of cool. Yeah, it's sort of GPS. I mean, it's like it's very accurate, you know, and I was wondering, does that extract from the, the you know, the fact that you're looking through a live lens and a live telescope? And I'm, I'm going back and forth. Where do you stand on something like that? If you're. You're getting a de- like it's coming up on your iPad, the imagery of what is in the night sky.
11: Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wonderful that we can do that stuff with iPads? But guess mm-hmm. what? You know what? When you actually, when you looked at that planet this morning, guess what? You had a physical interaction with that planet. Yeah. And the physical interaction is that the photons of light that came from that planet entered your eye and touched your retina, which means they touched a piece of your brain. So, you had a physical interaction with that planet let's just extend that now out to looking at the andromeda galaxy which is also visible to the naked eye late 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 at night in the summer that object is three million light years away and your brain when you see that has received accepted, and converted those photons from three million years ago into electrical impulses in your
3: brain, so you actually reached out and touched that so that I understand that, that, that,
5: that
3: yeah that 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 to me that that to me is and that's the thing I've been going back and forth because it does look cool, but what's the difference between that and just simply calling up those images on on a, a, a google search there is yeah. a there's yeah. an immediate one to one relationship that occurs through a telescope
11: Exactly. That's right. That's right. And the other thing about it is that when you see it through a telescope, it looks different. It, can, I, can I describe what that difference is and how it looks? Number one, it looks really real when you see it through a telescope. It really, really does. And I also think that that physical interaction through the chemicals that it generates, that creates the electrical signal that goes to your brain, I think that does something else to you that gives you a visceral sort of feeling about actually doing this that's just not the same. So I say it like this. Galileo first had this observation in 1610. I can imagine the curse words he was using <laughs> as he made this discovery, being the first one to see this, right? Right. But, But for every one of us that sees Jupiter and Saturn for the first time in a telescope for the first time, we also have the same discovery experience, and it's just as valid as Galileo's because mm. it's our discovery experience, Man, okay. right? Yeah. So uh, that's that's yours, and it can't be taken away from you. And it does something that actually, I think, changes you. I think it actually changes you in a very subtle way, from being just you know some slogging pile of mud creeping across the planet into a more elevated more elegant
4: kind of human being. Derek, my my kids have been telling me this for the years, and I don't know if it's true or not, but is it true that girls go to college to gain more knowledge and boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider? Yeah,
8: I think you're right about that.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that seems legit. Yeah. Those of us
11: that followed the girls to college to get more knowledge. Yes,
3: (laughs) And with that, we will
0: wrap this up. Uh, Night Skies at the Observatory. Uh, You're doing this on Facebook every Thursday night, correct, Derek? Night Skies at home, Thursday
11: night, 745, Franklin Institute's Facebook page. Come on board, join us.
0: Excellent. Derek, it is always great to speak to you. Thanks so much. We hope you have a great weekend. Okay. Hey,
11: my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to talk to you and I look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: Excellent. Derek Pitts, chief astronomer. Franklin Institute. I'm saying I could sit and talk to that guy for hours. Yeah. He's had so many questions. I
3: mean, there were a number of, there were about, maybe I was counting, 10, 11 mega mind-blowing things yeah. he told us about.
7: Yeah. Kathy, maybe we should buy him that lamp for his birthday. Yes. You know? it
2: is, it's actually really cute. I might, it, like, it, it, it could it. fit in Jace's room somewhere. Also, let me just tell you, I just want to let you guys know. Uh, that Jace now has a star in the sky. Oh, you bought him one? Wow. Yes, I filled out the paperwork online.
0: You guys going to summer there?
2: No, but he wants to see it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: That that oh, <laughs> now you got to deal with that. Just
3: point at any. There's a whole bunch. There yeah. it is. Yeah. There That's, it right is right there. That's the one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. Do I have anything that I can give? Yes, as
3: a matter of fact, you do. Right now, I
0: have a digital download of Trolls <laughs> World Tour take call number 15 at 215-263-WMMR and that includes the movie plus an exclusive dance party edition and an original short Tiny Diamond Goes Back to School. You can own the Pitch Perfect Family film on digital now and Blu-ray and DVD July 7th. And with that, we're going to take a break and you can also click contest at uh, WMMR. The crowd loves it! Com. Check out a cool Trolls World Tour activity kit, game dress recipes, and more. We'll take a break and come back in a second. Caller number 15, you win. Stay with us.
2: You wake up with Preston and
12: Steve. Spend your work day with Pierre and Jackson. Your evenings with Jackie and Brent. And weekends annoying the neighbors by cranking us up to 11. But... Why stop there?
1: Anybody know what she's talking about?
12: Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop now. Clothes, hats, mugs, clocks, puzzles, baby and kid stuff. Even a Pierre bobblehead. And more. They make great
2: gifts, too. So get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. I'm
0: watching uh, Bill Weston stare (laughs) at uh, a maintenance worker outside (laughs) our window who's cleaning uh, the ceiling
2: Very accurately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's cleaning very, very fastidious. He's he's being very specific in cleaning it all. But but it makes me think, as Bill's standing there staring at this guy (laughs) who's just doing his job. (laughs) And eventually, I do want to talk about this. There are people who, while they work, just people come by and watch them do what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Strippers. Just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Strippers. No, but I mean, you know, they just sit there and just look at you while you're doing your job. Yep.
3: And for some people, you might just go... Can you stop looking at me, please. Well, construction and
0: others is just like, man. There's
3: yeah, people looking at what we're doing. Yeah. You know, so. construction sites, <laughs> In fact, for the longest time, what they and it's, it's standard. They'll put yeah. a little rectangle in the. They look in yeah, it it what the, yeah.
0: the, I mean, it's the fence.
4: As a kid, when we would go to Pinocchio's Pizza, I loved oh, it because yeah. they to had the pizza. oh yeah. man, they, yeah. well they had like a little stool that you could step up on. And a a big glass window, and you would just watch Watch them make pizza. It's like, oh, my God. We shall discuss
0: maybe next week, people who get watched while they're working. Uh, Real quick, before we do the bizarre file, I saw that it's one of our friends' birthday today, Intern Jeremy. Oh. Jeremy Alcorn, who we haven't done the spelling bee in ages with. Yeah. And they didn't have the Scripps National Spelling Bee this year. So we should do that in honor of that.
3: Did they not? Did they not have a riff on it? Or, or I don't know. I, I don't read think that they, they canceled it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And mm-hmm. I also love how years, years later, we still call them interns. Jeremy's oh married with yeah. two kids and has a profession, and we call him Intern oh. Jeremy. <laughs> I Jeremy.
3: I want the first
0: <laughs> Intern Aaron.
3: Uh, yes. There's still. <laughs> All I, of them. I, I, I want someone room. to die of old age, and they'll be referred uh, Intern As Jeremy. Jeremy Jeremy died at 111 years old.
2: Steve Vasilotti, who works yeah. for John DeBella. he is his, his producer. Team. He's in my phone still as intern Steve. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I have I him. Have I've just pulled this up, uh, 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 Kathy. Intern Aaron, intern Jake, intern Max, <laughs> and intern Steve. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and some of them, I don't even think I have their... Yeah, it just says intern Steve. I'm guessing that's Vasilotti. It, yeah, it's got to be. It probably
5: is. Be.
3: Yeah.
0: We were talking about uh, Chinstrap the other day, you and me and
7: Casey. Rob,
3: yeah, I miss yeah. that
7: guy. Oh, well, you know, uh,
3: intern Jess, um, who who did the jumping jack movie reviews a while ago for us, she uh, she still, I think, on Twitter goes by. Intern that's Jess. her handle. Yeah, Jess? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my god! Yes, it can stick with you. All right. Anyhow, happy birthday, Jeremy
0: Alcorn. Uh, let's do the bizarre Files. <laughs> now,
1: bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's oh bizarre Files.
0: And it is brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations remain open to provide your building material and hardware needs and are focused on customer and staff safety. Call or email ahead for curbside pickup or delivery, and you can find them at admoyer.com. A Bronx man was stabbed on the top of his skull with a cleaver during a brawl in Harlem on Tuesday, and he walked it off. Robert, Roberto Perez seemed unfazed by the blade, Steve. I saw a picture the of this foot, uh,
3: The footage, he's walking around talking to people. He's it, got it sticking out of his head. He's
2: just in shock, right? Uh,
0: I guess so. It left him a bloody mess, according to a widely shared Instagram video of the gory aftermath. The clip shows 36-year-old Perez talking calmly mm-hmm. with horrified onlookers and strolling toward the fire department ambulance as if he had just wandered off a movie set. He appears not to be aware of his blood-drenched undershirt and the protruding knife. Uh, a One witness said he looked like he didn't even feel it. The guy was refusing to go inside the ambulance. Uh, a security guard who witnessed the attack said, I'm traumatized from seeing that. It looks like a scene out of a freaking movie. Uh cop Frickin said the victim movie. Uh, escaped <laughs> serious harm because the blade didn't penetrate his skull. It just stuck in mm. but oh, the But still, it's propped right up. It's yeah. sticking straight up. hmm A Florida woman has filed a lawsuit seeking uh, either a paternity test on her goats or a (gasps) refund. And she's not kidding. Chris Hedstrom filed the suit against her neighbor, Heather Daner, last month, seeking DNA for the goats that she purchased. Mm. Hedstrom paid Daner $900 for five Nigerian dwarf goats in December. And according to the lawsuit, Hedstrom believed the goats, Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margoat, Margoat, Mar-goat. Uh, could be registered with the American Dairy Goat Association, a group that records goat pedigrees. Registered goats have higher values than unregistered goats. Now, Daner, who has been selling goats from a farm about for about 10 years, typically provides information to her clients so that they can register their animals themselves. She said that the father goat was registered, but the American Dairy Goat Association rejected Hedstrom's application to register the babies because Daner is not an active member proving paternity would require about 40 of the father goat's hair follicles for a DNA test. So, Hedstrom wrote Daner a letter requesting the DNA in February. Daner Daner offered to refund the money in exchange for the goat. She said Hedstrom called police on her her for three months straight, and she has trespassed on her farm. The sheriff's deputy visited the property at least three times in the spring. Daner says she didn't hear anything else from Hedstrom until the lawsuit was filed. So, damn it. She wants the DNA proved for her goats.
3: It's like a, an animal version of Maury Povich. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you are the nanny. Yes.
0: Uh, so Yosemite's concier- uh oh concessionaire boss. So this is Yosemite National Park. Okay. Uh, con- the concessionaire park uh, is out of a job after he was seen in a video driving golf balls at the Half Dome. <laughs> I saw this. Oh, yeah. Michael Grizar president, uh, vice president of operations at Yosemite, is no longer employed. He was seen driving golf balls in Awani Meadow, a protected area, in a video posted to Instagram by his wife. The video has since been removed, but only after at least one Yosemite employee recorded and circulated it. Thanks, honey. It shows him teeing off in the direction of the iconic dome, tracking the shot, then turning around and saying, that hit the rock to the camera, which it didn't. It's too far away. There's no way he could have hit it. But hitting golf balls into a park meadow is littering. Had he retrieved the balls, he would have trampled on a protected meadow that is being restored. So they it's, let him go. No yes. Yeah. Yosemite's meadows are vulnerable ecosystems. So they had to, uh, they had to fire him. West Palm Beach pizzeria called Pizza Mambo <laughs> was recently found to have a dead 80-pound iguana in its freezer. Oh. Why? The Florida Sun-Sentinel reports that they were allegedly storing the giant lizard after it was given to the owner as a gift to eat later on. Uh, Here, this is for you. Uh, The animal was discovered when state inspectors did a health code check. It's cheaper than pepperoni. Though the animal was... (laughs) It's like Tiger King. (laughs) Can I have a large oh uh, iguana oh and mushroom?
3: Remember that sequence oh. in Tiger King? Where yeah.
2: Serving the pizza? Yeah,
3: from, from oh my
0: God. A, uh,
6: past buying... prime
3: meat from Walmart. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh,
0: though the animal was housed in a separate mini-freezer and not with the restaurant's food storage, the discovery was still counted as a violation of health code. Jeez. The lizard was discarded immediately after... Uh, the restaurant also had other violations and was forced to temporarily clo- temporarily close for a day. I think I've eaten iguana at some point. It tastes like chicken. Have you? Yeah.
5: Okay.
0: Uh, Donovan Jester, who is 28 years old, was recently arrested on a charge that he stole a nine hundred thousand dollar boat. Wow! And then ran it into four channel marker pilings. <laughs> Deputies say the theft took place back in March when somebody stole a 46-foot 2019 Juno Leader from Thunder Marina. And during his escape, the thief hit four channel marker pilings and then abandoned the boat. So he just left it and it drifted and ended up in an oyster I don't want this anymore. Uh, The boat sustained $60,000 worth of damage. Uh, Deputies were able to find Jester's fingerprint on the boat, linking him to the theft. How expensive are... Just like your, you know, I mean, that's forty six feet. That's a big ass boat. A big boat, right? Right? Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, so it it's it just a million dollars. Man. It had some bells and whistles on it, but yeah, yeah boats are. Uh, it used to be a thousand dollars a foot. I'm sure it's gone up. Since it's got to be a lot yeah. more. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about this? An artificial,
0: artificially intelligent robot named Erica is starring in a seventy million dollars science fiction flick called B. About a, about a scientist who discovers dangers associated with a program he created to per- perfect uh, human DNA. Erica, so this robot is acting as an actor. <laughs> Erica, who goes by her first name only, like Cher or Zendaya, because she al- will
3: defecate in this cup.
0: Already knows that she is that robot. Will be typecast as a robot. Uh, can a robot act? Yes. Her dad's slash creators, Japanese scientists Hiroshi Ishiguro and uh, Kohei Ogawa, taught her to act, applying the principles of method acting to artificial intelligence. So, oh boy. They, they, they're going to have this robot act. Now, can she move her arms and legs? No. So it's not going to look that great, but she is going to act, I guess, as a torso.
3: They've got some of those animatronic, super advanced uh, robots that the Japanese have been working on for a while that are just at the point of completely human. I mean, besides the uncanny valley thing that occurs because you know something's not quite right. Yep. You know, if you were to walk in and not pay attention, it's pretty chilling. Wow. All
0: right. And uh, your bizarre file for today. Uh, We're going to take a break, and when we do, uh, when we come back, that is, we are going to check your uh, attention span. We're going to see if you've been listening and paying attention this morning with the lesson question, and we'll have uh, trash and some music news to get to as well. So, be back in just a few. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR
11: Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
7: If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I hate com.
0: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today we have Friday and all its Friday glory and all its summer glory, sunshine in 88. Just a wonderful day today. Uh, maybe some scattered showers tomorrow, high near 90, and then an afternoon thunderstorm on Sunday. By 90 uh, and then sun on Monday and we'll be in that 90 degree range so warm stuff and uh, should be pretty enjoyable uh, we're going to do today's lesson question we are going to give away a $50 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of northeast Philadelphia uh, earlier we were talking about me feeling old at a show and uh, Steve said I went outside and had a nice piece of what in my hand- handkerchief <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. That's a question. I had a nice piece of what in my handkerchief. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The
1: trash business is a gold mine. 933 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right,
0: this morning brought to you by God All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. The hometown favorite. God Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. From their family, employee, owners to yours, it's available at Acme, ShopRite, Wegmans, Redner's, Walmart, and Sam's Club. What's going on this morning, Steve?
3: Well, Nicole Snooki-Polizzi, uh, 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 let me take it from the top here, uh, will not be returning for a fourth season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Seminole cast member... Uh, she was reportedly leaving the show after receiving a full academic scholarship to Caltech.
1: No way! Oh. oh my God!
3: It's amazing, isn't it? Prince Harry revealing that there are two things he dearly misses about the United Kingdom, those being British rugby and British spotted dick. When asked if spotted dick was his favorite dessert, Harry responded, What? There's a dessert named Spotted Dick? <laughs> oh. And finally, the Dixie Chicks. The Dixie Chicks have changed their name in light of heightened sensibilities over any reference to the antebellum South. Lead singer Natalie Maines says the band initially did not see how words can affect people, which led them to rename the band the Nazi Chicks. Oh, my God. That's your Hollywood track. All right, Tate. Let's see
0: if uh, somebody knows the answer to this question. It was from earlier this morning. Uh, I felt old at a show and stepped out and had what in my handkerchief, and I will go to Bob. Hey, Bob. Hello, how are you? Good, bud. What did I have in my handkerchief? You had a piece of fruit. (laughs) Nice piece of fruit. You got it, Bob.
5: Hang on, Bob.
0: For you, a $50 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of Northeast Philly, and they are offering 25% off to any customer who has had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. And they help out local favorites. They did help out local favorites. Uh, Nick's roast beef during their pe- the pandemic. They'd help them out again, too. And they want to make the same offer to all Philadelphians. Meineke in Mayfair. And don't forget, they uh, they want to help you out during this rough time. Uh, that's Meineke at 6140 Frankfurt Avenue. We're going to get into music
1: news now. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
5: Yeah!
0: Yeah! 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 And it's brought to you by hers, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly Philly and make it hers, hers forever good. Uh, Tennessee's Bonnaroo Festival has now joined a long list of music events that have now canceled their 2020 plans entirely. The festival initially moved from this month to September, but has now reset entirely for June 17th uh, through the 20th of next year. (laughs) The 2020 show (laughs) was supposed to feature Tool, Tame Impala, the 1975 Vampire Weekend, Lana Del Rey, and more. Uh, But it's unknown if any of those acts will carry over to 2021. We're just going to have to wait on that. Ticket holders for this year's event can roll their tickets over to next year. But refunds are also available, and organizers said out of an abundance of caution and for the health and safety of all Bonnaroovians, artists, staff, partners, and our community, this is a necessary reality. Also, like a number of other festivals, Bonnaroo announced a virtual event, and that's going to be September 24th through the 27th. Anyone who rolls over the tickets to 2021 can access the online festival for free. According to the website, the event will include some of our favorite moments from past and present along with some special surprises. Does Bonnaroo have stuff besides music going on? Does anybody know? Bryce is kind of halfway nodding. Whoopie yes. pies. They have whoopie pies there? Yeah,
9: it's one of those ones where there's like a comedy tent, and EDM tent. It's a whole There's
3: a comedy tent area. as well? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I was
9: going through old photos the other day. I found a photo of me and Jim Brewer from 2005 at Bonnaroo. Ah.
3: Have you been more than once?
0: No, just once.
3: Just that one time. Yeah. I think okay. Claire's been. She's been to the jazz festival a couple of times. That's
9: my favorite festival.
3: Yeah. Of all of She the loved festivals. it. She loved it. In New Orleans? Yeah. yeah.
9: It yeah. ends at like 8 o'clock at night. It's awesome.
0: What? Really? Yeah. Is that early? <laughs>
9: well, it ends early, and then um, there's secret shows all over the town. Right. So you'll be at like Tipitina's till 3 in the morning.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, out Friday is All I Can Say, a documentary about late Blind Melon frontman Shannon Hoon, ah. uh, the No Rain singer who died in 1995 from a drug overdose at the age of 28, filmed hundreds of hours of footage of himself with a video camera uh, between 1990 and 1995, much of which was
3: made into the movie. I've seen a lot of that footage. They aired it, I think, on MTV. They did. They na- they aired it on Behind the Music. Okay. Uh, So it would have been VH1, I guess. But, yeah, that that footage is pretty amazing. Uh, The autobiographical film documents Hoon's
0: life, family, creative process, his band's rise to fame, and his struggle with addiction. And then one last story. uh, uh, Hailstorm guitarist uh, Joe Hottinger spoke about the writing session for the band's fifth LP. Hottinger said, Lizzie and I... Uh, I have. I think we've got four new, four or five new songs that we really like. We've written twenty or thirty, uh, but there's four or five that we're like, all right, we're on to something here, and they're exciting because they're way different. Uh, and he said we didn't exactly know where we were going to go in this next record that we were writing. We didn't totally know. So, uh, but the haze is clearing, the fog is clearing, and it's starting to reveal itself. And it's rock and roll music, and it's exciting, and it's very Us and Hailstorm, but it's very different flavor of Us. On uh, the <laughs> next... I <laughs> uh, get off. Wow, Bill's... He's all over everyone. the place. Uh, the next Hailstorm album will follow up 2018's Vicious. So they are working on that. And that's it. Just that's for, it. That's for, it. For music news for you this morning. Um, So that means we have time to take a break, come back, and give away our Word of the Week prize. So we want to make sure you stay with us. We'll be back with that. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Biker Daughter. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com, keyword Local Shots. Her daughter Jackson's local shots artist of the month, sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family 93 3 WMMR. Everything that rocks uh, today's been enjoyable. We had a couple of really great interviews. Uh, we spoke to a young woman named Megan McGrath, she's from Boyerstown, Pennsylvania. Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And she is the vice president of development for a company called Haymaker, and she, through that company, created the show that is number one right now in the country on Netflix, and it's called Floor is Lava.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's a, it's a game show where people play the the old kids game that you made up where you had to get from one end of the room to the other without touching the floor, although it's not a floor – it's lava, but it's not... I mean, it looks like lava. Yeah. It's just red liquid, and if you if you get in the lava, it's it's like you disappear and die. <laughs> it's so funny. It's a well-done show, and she came up with it all. Yeah, around, so. and it's a hit
3: that she has, yep. and I'd be stunned if they didn't come back with the second season. Yep, so uh, it was nice to have her on, yeah. and
0: always great to talk. Chief Astronomer of the Franklin Institute, Derek Pitts, was on, too, so... <laughs> Uh, Derek has uh, all kinds of things that you can talk to him about anything, uh, pretty much when it comes to space and exploration. And he and the gang at the Franklin Institute do this Thursday night event. Uh, It's every Thursday night, 7.45 p.m., and they're now doing it on their Facebook page. Yeah. Um, So if you would like to take a look at that and get a little uh, deeper appreciation for all things astronomy, then you can certainly do that. So. Uh, we thank those guys for being on today. Uh, we need to do our final letter of the day. Casey, are you equipped? Yeah. Here we go. Preston and ah, Steve. Ah, on and the ah.
1: WMMR.
0: Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... E, as in sing with me, guys. Everybody's
4: working for the, <laughs> the weekend. weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Thanks,
2: everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody.
0: Everybody. Caller number seven, you get to take a shot at it, Two one five two six three That is the number. Let's uh, get you on board for that. Uh, I normally kill a little bit of time with Pierre. He'll be along shortly. Uh, we're waiting for the call to come in. Everybody get some... Weekend plans? Anything interesting? Oh, I'm I mean, supposed to go camping this weekend with my
7: son. He's uh, asked to go, he wanted to go, uh, go up to the Grand Canyon of PA in Wellsboro, but yeah. um, the weather up there is not supposed to be so great. So we're, we're looking for other camping alternatives. Oh, can Uh-oh. you take Jace
2: with you? Yes. Uh, he wants to go camping so bad. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. We don't do that. <laughs>
7: We don't do so that. So if
2: you could take Jason, sure. you, that would be great. I will
7: be a better parent than
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Somebody told me that every child should go camping.
0: Yes, they absolutely. Should. Yeah. Have you ever gone camping? Never. Uh, oh, come on. Well, and
4: here we are. Uh, as a direct result of that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you should at least try it. I
0: mean,
2: I—I'll tell you what. I tried. We had a tent in our backyard. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. As a kid, and we tried sleeping out there one night. I went back inside. Okay.
0: But, I mean, the whole idea
3: of camping is I the know. day, the experience of being in the woods. The whole day, and, yeah. yeah. So I like yeah. the hiking and being out there and, yeah. and well, that's then taking I said. the car back to the hotel. That's why I said, yeah. honey.
2: We can go. <laughs> we'll go there for the day and then we'll sure. go home and sleep.
0: You, no, you, could,
3: you could set up a whole...
0: You know, campground area with the tent and everything and just leave and go stay at a hotel and then come no, back I the next day and he, pack it all up. He
2: does. He wants to he sleep wants to overnight. Stay out. He yeah. W- yeah. He wants to do it all.
4: You sit well, around the fire at night. Like, yeah. there's just nothing like it,
0: man. It's, it's great. However, I have had bad nights of sleep camping and it does suck. If you have a bad night of sleep, either <laughs> yeah. either it's really uncomfortable, because, or the weather, or the weather's bad, yeah. or you got noisy campers uh, around <laughs> the area,
2: or the animals that might kill you,
0: like this one that just walked in the studio. Yeah. What is that? What's oh, going what's on here? here? It's right a now. shirt on his head. Oh, he forgot his he mask. Forgot his mask. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> Isn't he getting on a plane today?
0: Tomorrow. Oh, all right. Hi. Hello, <laughs> ma'am. Hi,
2: ma'am.
0: <laughs> Pierre has a shirt on his head. Well, on his face. He's covering his
6: entire face. I um, forgot your mask? Forgot my mask. <laughs> okay. So uh, I have a gym shirt, uh, and it's got that mesh in it. Yeah. So I covered it. You can it, see through it. And I, I was running through the hallways, and people were clearing the way. Uh, yeah. Th- you know... <laughs> Maybe that's a new way for you to get
0: around, Pierre, just so you... Construction
6: workers were giving me a (laughs) wide berth.
0: I can imagine. It's like a a new Watchmen character, Preston. Uh, Yes, he did look like a Watchmen character with his face completely covered. Uh, Hang on, I want to get a winner, and then we're going to find out what you got going on today, Pierre. We were looking for caller number seven, and it is Jim that we have. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, Jim, do you know the word of the week? It's yippee.
6: yippee io Kaye!
0: That's correct, Jim. Hang on just a second, because we have for you a package of 20 digital movies, including Birds of Prey, Gone in 60 Seconds, Just Mercy, The Rhythm Section, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and more. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get a complete list, you can go to WMMR.com and click on Contest. So congratulations. Hang on. We'll take care of everything for you Uh, on this fine Friday. I'm sure you have some wonderful things planned.
6: Yes. First, thanks to Dr. Mike. Okay. Uh, he hooked me up for flying. Um, he he, he uh, is a, a great man. And, he is. And helped me out. All right. Thanks to Dr. Mike. Did he rewire you? Did he rewire you? Did he he attach cybernetic appendages? I am stronger than before, faster. It only cost me $6 million. (laughs) But I'm really in great shape to, I'm actually not going to fly anymore. I'm going to run across. Oh, that's (laughs) great. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So uh, it's much safer, and uh, I actually am going to beat the airplane. This big hairy blur (laughs) across (laughs) the United States. (laughs) And I'll be wearing a mask while I run, (laughs) so be on the alert. Citizens of Nebraska. There's a great mask. I've been trying to get it. That is literally,
3: it is the the appendage mouthpiece from the Planet of the Apes movie. Wow. But it, it is, it is it will, you know, protect you from the coronavirus and the whole thing. But it has that that chimp mouth that looks That's awesome.
6: Great. That oh could be your God. Watchmen character, the Harry blur. The I hairy blur. It. I like it. Uh, at any rate, on the program today, we will have a uh, workforce Blocks of the Clash and Neil Young, and for your rush-loving heart, a again, block, yeah, a block yeah. of the Dead. Oh, no. oh, you rat bastard! You I did am a rat look what bastard. I it you again, <laughs> at you dirty dog. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you enjoy that, then, sir. You sure. betcha. Many people that love that. All right. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors for today. President Steve shows brought to you today by Duncan. Official coffee of the President Steve Show, and brought to you by Hers' the official snack food of summer, and Godshall's real wood smoke turkey and bacon. Uh, next week we are looking at uh, Perry Gilpin. Oh, yeah. uh, Raj, yeah, Raj. Oh, Raj, Raj from, uh, from Fraser. Her father worked for 6ABC. Jim O'Brien. Yes. Yes, that's oh. right. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant Raj from uh, What's Happened. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to have And him. I'm like, let's do Raj that, too. His name
7: was Perry Gilpin. <laughs>
3: no, This was like, what was his name? I don't name? know. Oh, Perry do Gilpin know. was uh, Fraser's producer on the show, Fraser. I
0: remember. She was great, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great and safe weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Reston and
4: Steve, love you, hate you, live.
8: Trucking is the third most dangerous job that you can have in this country. If you do not have experience driving an RV, you have no business starting now. Next message. We're like, hey, Scoob, you hey, ready? Like, it's Friday, so you know what that means, right? No. <laughs> like, it means no sad, bro. It's Friday. <laughs> Next
5: message.
8: I'd like to give a hearty. You, to my boss, who just fired one of the best employees in our company because she was out for a month and a half, caring for our sick son. Doesn't that seem a little bit up for you?
4: The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line.
1: Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks.
6: Brought to you by DelToyota.com and Dellchevrolet.com. Jack,
7: sell them for less. I just want to say that Dana White right now is the baddest man on the planet. The fact that he can come up with a blueprint, have someone test positive for coronavirus, send them home, have two shows continue and have another tonight. And the fact that the show went on and no one else got sick and people got tested, he's got the blueprint to get this thing going. But Dan Lifshad's watched a ton of UFC over the last couple of... Like, I, I like to bet on it. And I know the guy's a little bit in a connection, well, but we'll get into that later. But you watched. And as, a, as someone who bets on sports, it's been interesting, right? Oh, yeah. And, and sometimes when it comes to the judges, things can be a little controversial. Listen, I, I've always been a UFC guy I like to watch here and there. Watching the entire, basically two entire events. I think I missed the first half of Wednesday night, the first few fights, but... Basically watching almost two full events. It was fantastic. The product was fantastic. The fights were fantastic. This is not to sound bad. The only fight that I've really disliked, Joe, was was actually the fight that there was sharp money that we kind of talked about on... It was kind of a boring play. But you have a juicy nugget that we'll share later today. Yes. So we I gave out a sharp play one last week. Yep. And I faded it. Controversy because (laughs) because Joe (laughs) went against it and there is a belief that she did not win that that you know, the other side won.